Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Heavy Handed Edition. I'm your host, Heavy Handed Jay. I watched Kobe run, bro. Like this motherfucker would hit 13 threes and a... This motherfucker Kobe is Steph Curry. This motherfucker is... Is... Uh, is Uga Duplo. I'm, t- I'm talking about with the ball head and the bob. Mm-hmm. That's a bad motherfucker, man. This- you talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing gift stealing woo wheeling dealing limousine riding jet flying son of a gun back on the man 100 grand green neck in here it's your man heavy handed jet yeah. do it again stay off the weed stay off the weed and you can't stay off the weed. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the ball? <laughs> you want my spot flash? Huh? Well, you ain't gonna get it. Because you ain't got it. Today we're going to go over... Uh, how to solve the problem of you being heavy-handed. Uh, being heavy-handed is, is a big issue. Bad boys, 
First of all, bird call for Brian. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Oh, man. So much built-up frustration. You know what I'm saying? Um, just came out this weekend and, and put his foot up the ass of the entire NBA. A lot of pundits. A LeBron 14 went up your ass. And um, proved and showed y'all what a real king do. And who else wants some? Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the ball? Yeah. <laughs> y'all know what's up. King still. To this day. To this day. To this day. You know, a lot of motherfuckers want to see him gone. And they don't like what happened. I think it's a type of fan that, that relates to, to certain players. There's those of us out there who respect, honor, pride, experience. You have done it before. You're proven. And they everybody just so quick to want to crown a new king. You know, y'all Michael B. Jordan type kings. Some real Black Panther out there. Did I say no! I, oh, shit! Say it again! Say something else! Oh, man, all, all, all the narratives that play, man. How, how many are there? Oh, LeBron is scared of Kawhi. LeBron's scared of Kawhi. LeBron's scared of Antetokounmpo. He's old. He can't do it. Look, man, I'm hot, and I'm loaded right now. Let's okay, I'm reloaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we can we can put Uncle Snoop at ease. He was hot. Patrick Beverly, a straight dog. We need to get rid of this man. Too many holes on our team, man. I'm gonna say it, and I mean it. Motherfuckers missing fucking threes in the end of the fucking game. Sorry, motherfucker. Ah! My Christmas up with this shit. Can't beat the fucking Clippers. Y'all make me sick with this shit, man. I'm gonna. Yeah, 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 Snoop. <laughs> What's up, Kawhi? <laughs> what up, Doc? <laughs> hey, who y'all sign up? Joe Kim, oh, no, no worries. Joe Kim Noah still be here to save the day. <laughs> hey, uh, who else y'all go? What you motherfuckers got up? Professor X uh, thinking into Rob Polinka's mind. Everybody we think about getting, you motherfuckers try to get. <laughs> What's really good? <laughs> Man, they got me hot. Nigga, LeBron. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. But, uh, Again, I, I, I've been right about a lot of this shit, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into a few things, man. I didn't have a lot of things prepared. I'm just shit-talking, but uh, LeBron showed y'all what a real king do. All I have in this world is my balls and my word, and I don't break them for no one. Do you understand? Yeah, 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 man. It's been a good day, and then the world is back on its proper axis. You know, the Lakers, back to the JV 
side of the campus you Clipper fans go. Back to the 3 o'clock game on Friday nights, okay? Let's get this shit straight here, man. Everything is back to how... This day! To this day! To this day! Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kawhi, you know, I've hated this thrust into the number one spot Kawhi's gotten. Don't get me wrong. I love Kawhi in his game. Don't get me wrong. But Kawhi had a lot of things happen in his favor, Jack, for Kawhi to had won that title last year. He had the, luck, the luckiest buzzer beater shot I've ever seen in my life. Uh, going right, fading right, shooting a three ball and thing bouncing on the rim of, you know, just an incredible shot. Um, then the entire Golden State Warrior team being depleted. You know, Kawhi pretty much had a pretty decent straight run to the finals. This all thrusted him in the thoughts of many as the number one player in the NBA. He didn't beat the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors like LeBron did. He beat a Golden State Warriors without Thompson and Kevin Durant and Looney, for that matter. That's the one he beat. He didn't beat the one that LeBron beat. Anyway, man, before I uh, get to digressing, let's just let's get the juices flowing properly. All right, enough of that. Um, my nigga. My guy, the best host in town. Ah, uh, my favorite. Let's bring him here. Lydia again, Lydia again, I gotta be Lydia again. Lydia again, Lydia again, I gotta be Lydia again. Host of the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, RCL Presidente, Showtime RC. You find him anywhere on any format. RC, what's up, family? Hey. Hey, JP. JP, JP, my man, bro. I'm going to put this out right now. I appreciate the the, the 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 love that you give me out here, man. And it goes both ways because you are this the, the new sports center, as we just I put it on Twitter right now. That's what it is. Whenever, like, I miss a show, it, it easily passes the time when I could get on, or if I'm not on, to listen to the Relatively Black and Fat podcast. Some respect on this one right here, brother, so I appreciate it, man. And um, you know what, bro? Uh, today was, was kind of a, a different day because uh, I had told everybody who I had, uh, um, that knows me closely, I've, uh, I've been um, having a mask on, so to speak, about LeBron James. I was um, the biggest fan of LeBron since he came out of high school in his very first game against my Sacramento Kings and knew he was going to be special from that day. And King James, being a Sacramento Kings fan, Fort Fellow King. And then as soon as he went to L.A., I kind of put a mask on and had some sort of uh, animosity against the GOAT, GOAT James, as we call him. But it was all a facade. 
um, people who were close in the know can read between the lines, see through the mist, however you want to call it. And I said, you know what? Today, I'm not going. I'm not going front no more. Always have, always will, and always continue to support LeBron James. And you know what? After what had happened this week, we had big uh, storylines, big headlines with the media and MVP conversations and and guys who have allegedly taken over the throne of the NBA like Kawhi Leonard. And you know Kawhi's my guy after last year in Toronto, but, but still no. Don't you ever forget who runs this shit 17 years strong. Strong, I should say. One who rocks 23 in L.A., soon to be six. Go, James. This day, to this day, to this day. 23 Rockin' 6, soon to be Goat James. Let everybody know, it don't matter if it's season 17 or he's what some people think would be the best LeBron, being Heat LeBron in 2010. Still running the show, taking over. You know, I, I woke up early and surrounded my day around this game that started at 12.30 noon Pacific time. And guess who's surprised? Not me. Not JP. We knew it was going to happen. And I was glad to see it. LeBron took care of Giannis on Friday and took care of Cornrows next on today. So, like you said, with the with all is right in the world, because it felt so odd thinking that the basement Clippers – the, the basement Clippers run L.A., uh, I, I, I can't see that, man. Being a man who's taken many trips out to that's Lakerland, and, you know, I guess um, as of right now, all is right in the world for, for Laker fans, and you, 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 you put little bro back in their place. And um, I was happy to see LeBron get some get back because uh, this is a rarity, JP. We don't see this in 17 seasons from a guy who's had a career like LeBron James. And he's still putting these young fellas on note. And I love it. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down. Beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the table? Who else? Rick, get up. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, went out there and slapped these niggas around, man. Uh, slapped these young ass Avengers around. You know, this is Thanos shit. You know, it, it, it take them all. And RC, let's just start off some narratives. And this is one that you and I yep. have had a lot of fun with in the infamous group chat. The Clippers ain't shit, oh, but yeah. a bunch of disgruntled ex-girlfriends mad and wanting to get back at <laughs> that fly-ass boyfriend of theirs because he keep going on to batter bitches and keep winning and getting better jobs and making more money and getting a batter bitch than them next time. And keep getting a flyer job and a flyer ride while they hating uh-huh. on him. They hoping he fall. They they waiting on his downfall. They like this nigga won't never lose. LeBron, Kawhi, uh, Morris, Paul George, Pat Bev, damn near. Oh, Joe Kim Noah certainly on the list uh, of oh the people, the, the the players on the Clipper roster that have been single handedly slapped around and put out of the the playoffs repeatedly big by Big Brown, Brown. You know, and, and he told y'all, you know, LeBron, I told y'all he's been playing check, chess. Why niggas been playing checkers all season? They, they geeked up on the first game of the season. 
geeked up playing their hearts out. Uh, but playing their hearts out before the All-Star break. I'm watching them games, and I'm like, yeah, they beating us. It ain't by that wide a margin. Um, but Ron ain't – I, I see a different Ron here. Is Ron rope-a-dope Is Ron laying against the ropes, letting them throw their big punches, waiting until they gas out, and then when he think the coast is clear, coming to, to, coming to bite that ass? You know, this Debo work right Told here. y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of Debo? Well, Rick it up! Yeah! <laughs> Bro. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Yeah, man. Um, but you know, this is staying no shit, man. All them cats over there ganged up. It seemed like they got, not only do they have Jerry West working for them, if you ask me, they got uh, Professor Xavier working for their ass, flying around in a flying wheelchair. Because everybody the Lakers think to get, these jokers go and get. But guess what? That shit don't work against Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get Paul George. You can get Kawhi. We wanted Markham Morris. Y'all got him. We wanted uh, the Jackson. Y'all got him. But like I've been saying, mm-hmm. you have you have a bunch of overlap. You got a bunch of dudes who do the same thing. Uh, Jackson and Patrick Beverly are essentially the same exact guy. So you might as well just play one of them. Now, uh, Paul George, Kawhi, two fantastic isolation players. Two of the best the league has to offer. They do the same exact thing. The reason why Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell work so beautifully together because their roles when playing with each other appreciate the other's role. It doesn't overlap the others. So this is what the Clippers who haven't found an identity, hey, maybe they need the low man. <laughs> maybe more load managing is necessary. I don't know. But King, big King in year 17, Unprecedented work. Now it's a lot of motherfuckers mad out here. They don't want King to do this, and then they feel like. Oh shit! Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something else, nigga. Unprecedented. About to win. He's sealed. Going around on this weekend of March the eighth, ending on Sunday, March eighth. Going around this weekend and just slapping around the NBA's upcoming stars in his 17th season. Slap them two niggas around. <laughs> on some Debo's. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Yeah. Kawhi, uh, Giannis, I beat him down and I beat you down. Who else wants some of Debo? Who else? Feel me? I'm up. Now, R.C., jump in here because I'm, I'm going too hard, man. I mean, what do you think about the old, you know, LeBron single-handedly, the Clipper roster is filled with a bunch of guys that LeBron has single-handedly slapped around for multiple seasons. And what do you think about it kind of being a day where the king reigns supreme? 
And that's what today definitely is. The king reigning supreme. What do you think about it, man? Man, I I, <laughs> I can't get enough of the air horns and the, the, the bird calls because we've all heard a lot of the, the media narrative when it comes to, you know, Clippers having the Lakers number, LeBron, you know, he's up there in age. He doesn't want to cover Kawhi Leonard. He doesn't want to cover Giannis. If it comes down to it, he'll have somebody else out there. Stop it. And this one just gave everybody a reality check. And, you know, um, using the, 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 the term of slapping people around is, is it's like it's, it's got to be selective, but right now it's perfect. Because on Friday, in the crunch, LeBron put a body on Giannis and said, cool, you play ball in Greece, you ain't never played in the hood. Let me put my back on you and see what you do. And he fell off him like a soft fly getting tossed off the way. Kawhi today, today, what was he doing during the game? He was guarding LeBron and was looking to his right. You think you could just defend the man we call Goat James and think you can't look, not not necessarily look him in the eye, don't even look at the ball or just anything. You look away from him, whoop, go right by, see ya, get to the bucket. LeBron James was doing that more and more and more throughout the game. Attacking. These guys too little, man. Montrez Hell is the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest dude. But I mean, it was a physical game all the way around. Playoff atmosphere. I was enjoying it from the very jump. Pat Bev, straight bum. I'm gonna just say it right now. Hot cheeks. You know that that shit, that cute shit he tries to do. You know, trying to slap the ball out of LeBron's hands and, and bumping into him on the way. LeBron's like, if you don't bump into me, I'm gonna take you for a ride, little fella. All that shit's cute, man. That's just cute, but that's just for the birds, man. That's for the birds, bro. The the the, the NBA fans who uh, gravitate towards that type of shit and look at the Clippers being the Compton team and the the Lakers being the Hollywood team. Well, uh, goes to show. LeBron James took over this game. AD really stepped up. I'll give him that. He he definitely did. Even though he had a shaky first half, he stepped up in the second. But um. You know, LeBron made a lot of this shit happen. I was surprised. I think in the, uh, at, at halftime he had about maybe two assists and ended up finishing with nine. That was a surprise. Um, it was it was a tough physical game, but, man, you know, Kawhi had his moments. LeBron had more. And it's just a, a reminder for everybody. What is? I mean, I don't know what year Kawhi's in right now. I'm thinking somewhere around 11, around there, just off the top of my head. But – Year 17, to still take care of these guys like Giannis, who is a, a you know, Greek speak, does not, it, it speaks volumes to anybody who doesn't know what the game's like. And you see this guy, his size, seven-footer, just, just jacked. And for him to just get brushed off the way he did by LeBron. Kawhi Leonard to get dusted off like he did against LeBron. I mean, especially when they're daring LeBron to shoot the three. Okay, splash it. This was a, a really good game. And um, after this shit, I'm pretty sure we all hope we can see this in a, a Western Conference final scenario with the two teams sharing the same building. Um, but I like what I see from, from the Lakers today. This is uh, what they needed to do. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get this continuous uh, numbers by Avery Bradley, but uh, when you're playing with LeBron, Avery Bradley, a guy like Avery Bradley should thrive. 
LeBron's going to find you. Make your shot. And, um, you know, I wasn't utterly surprised that today, in our infamous group chat, as we say, me and JP were the ones saying, hey, LeBron's going to remind y'all and remind everybody he did. Y'all got to put some respect on that man's name. And anybody who dares to tarnish it, Shannon Sharp's going to remind you tomorrow and then dispute it why you do not. Do not go against the one who wears 2-3 in L.A. Go Janks. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Yeah, man, that, that's what this truly was. Um, and, and, and Kyle Kuzma. And there's been a lot of talk about Kyle Kuzma and LeBron not seeing eye to eye. We know Kyle Kuzma's um, trainer or whatever came out and said some some shit that I admittedly I thought was kind of a a shot at LeBron saying you know it's clear who's working on their game right you know you know Kyle Kuzma's trainer so that kind of leaned itself toward there being some kind of disconnect between Kuzma and and the the older heads of the team and not saying Davis would be considered an older head but definitely the the side of the leadership of the team so. I don't think that's so, man. And, and and let's get into this narrative, man. And this is an old JP narrative. You know, I think of shit nobody be thinking of, I feel like, half the time. The greatest asset that LeBron James brings is his ability to unite. His ability to get the guy that's the 12th player on the bench to, to buy in 100%. Not by just I'm going to, if you don't practice hard, I'm going to punch you in your mouth like Kobe or Jordan. It's, mm-hmm. it's, through it's through love, actually. LeBron unites a team through fucking love, dude. And he'll have a handshake with the 12th guy on the team that ain't going, that's in a suit on the IR. Yep. LeBron will have his own personal handshake with that dude. That dude is willing to run through a wall for LeBron. And that's yep. what LeBron does better than anybody. Meanwhile, while good old Kawhi, a fantastic player that I love to watch, reminds me of Michael Jordan. That's Jordan shit, man. That little mid-range game, oh, man, it's better. I mean, Kobe could do it, but he didn't. You know, Kawhi looked like Jordan when he do it. So, but while Kawhi load manages and kind of keeps to himself and all that shit, which is great. He don't bring you together. He 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 don't unite you. He don't have you believing in him. And another thing, let me tell you one thing about LeBron, man. And I, Dr. Dre said it uh, famously years ago on um on an old chronic or something like that. He said, "I got a lot more to lose than you. Remember that when you want to come and fill these shoes." Um, no, he said, "Just remember that you're dealing with a family man." Let me tell you something. You better know who you're going to fuck with. Because if you're a dude who fucking goes to the bar three times a night and, uh, you know, gets the philander amongst the women and, and just you just out there, let me tell you something. That guy with three kids and got to come home and do homework and take shit to baseball practice and make sure he treat this woman who he don't do this woman right and all that, all that stuff that go into all that. Believe me, he's going to fight harder than you because he got more to lose. You know what? LeBron can't get and, and, and shut down 
He got a 15, 16 year old son who fucking dunking off vertical reverse right now. You think that son don't know what's happening in these games? You think LeBron don't know to show out for his son and say, son, this is how pops get down and go home and teach a lesson. You see, son, sometimes you, you let them think they, you go them into thinking they got you in a pocket, but then you really just want them to sleep rope a dope. And, and then sometimes you just use the element of surprise. You use your experience. And this is what I'm doing to these young Avenger niggas. I'm Thanos, son. And Bronny is like, God damn, pops, you sure is the man. What do you think Bronny's thinking right now? He's having a goddamn great time being little LeBron. And, uh, you know, man, it's just, it's just been a fantastic day as a Lakers fan. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and I just want to weigh in on that side of things. We've had a lot JP, of talk. JP, Yo. JP, I don't want to cut you off or nothing like that, but just to top off what you said right there, there's a reason why some of my main guys have similarities to each other. When you said LeBron treats the 12th man similar or no different from the second or the sixth man, it's the same thing that goes with Tom Brady. And you always have the the saying that I want my quarterback to look like Tom Brady. Well, I want my leader of an NBA team to look like LeBron James and be like LeBron James. There's a, there's a, a, a podcast called Road Tripping that was from the Cavs days with Richard uh, Richard Jefferson, who's now commentating for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and he's great. He's great on the mic. He's, he's a, a quick one-liner, all that good stuff. And he had Channing Fry, Allie Clifton, who's now who, – she's a fine woman that does the Laker games now. Uh, but but LeBron and Tom Brady have that similarity to when you have a, a, a brotherhood feeling from the first man to the last man. It goes a long way in the sport, bro. And LeBron really does that in the same aspect that one that we consider a goat in the other sport, just like Tom Brady. And the little stuff like that goes so unnoticed because it doesn't show up on the stat sheet whatsoever. But LeBron has that, and you know that that goes a long way with the players. So, um, yeah, you have to take an accountability. When you get a guy like LeBron, you know people always think that you get GM LeBron who takes over the team and want to trade this guy, this guy. But, um, it's um, more in depth of uh, uh, what you don't think about that leads to um, the leadership of what it takes to be having championship aspirations when you get two, three on a team. Absolutely. <laughs> and it couldn't be better said, man. I fucks with you. My nigga. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, the smoke god is in. The smoke god himself. Uh oh. We'll, we'll see how he twists and turns this thing. Um, we'll see what he does. Let me free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. <laughs> All the way from Seattle. Uh, if you if you can't see straight, you might need lens crafters, man. Sign, what up? What's up? What is up, man? Um, How you doing, Sam? I am, I am so glad I just got on about maybe a couple minutes ago because I almost hung up just off the foolishness I heard in a couple minutes. You know what I mean? But, like, seriously, I was like, if I would have heard that for another 10 minutes or whatever, I would have been like, nah, I got to get off this. But, uh, nah, man, I mean, you know, 
I like to look, you know, look, man. Um, I look at, I like to look at things at, you know, small picture and big picture. Small picture, man. You know, Lakers did their thing. They they played two of the top three, four teams in the league, back to back, won both games. Tech, you know, not technically at home, but technically at home because we already know. We know the court was said Clippers. We know that that's Lakers home. Uh, so they did with. Hey, look, they took care of business, man. You know, LeBron played great, great in both games. Um, but uh, it's just crazy how, you know, stuff can get twisted off a couple wins. It's like at the end of the day, they're still three and two total against. I mean, well, two and three against those those teams they played. Yeah, so technically, yeah. they got a losing record against those teams, Milwaukee and Clippers, so far this season. You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, hey, pump the brakes a little bit. You know, let's 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 not act like yeah. they've been dominating Milwaukee and the Clippers. Number two, you Games know, that don't I, matter, heard, I heard I heard I heard RC said something about how, you know, he rallies the troops, and I heard you say the same thing. But he's always trading yeah. you. He's always trading you, and. There's been reports over and over and over again about dysfunction on teams he had. He had issues with uh, – he was on. Isaiah Thomas, Kevin Love. I can go on and on and on. So, uh, Young guys last year in L.A., the same young guys that J.P. propped up. But then when they got traded for A.D., oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know we got A.D. But you were the same, the same young guys you acted like were all going to be stars. You know what I'm saying? So, you know – Hey, so I think Look it's actually disrespectful to Tom Brady to say that because Tom Brady is a guy I, I feel is more like that than LeBron. LeBron to put LeBron whoa, on that whoa, whoa. that pe- LeBron on that level I think is just is just crazy. But but uh, I mean he's the same guy that calls out his teammates sneaking them on social media. You said what? What LeBron did all weekend to the people that we are yeah. in the NBA. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the D-Ball? Who else? Rick it up. Yeah, told y'all. Told y'all. <laughs> y'all want some? Yeah. You said he called out on social media. Who was he calling out on social media? Dog, he be sneak, he be sneak, he been sneak dissing guys for years, dude. Low key okay, sneak dissing guys directly. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So, so my point is, is that my point is to say that I think, I mean, to to me, guys that that really embody the shit you guys were just saying, are like, are like Tim Duncan, guys like that, guys that were just winners, never called out their teammates, was just an overall team guy. To say LeBron is that I don't give a fuck. So that 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 kind of that kind of that right there was just you guys won you won the game you won the game you don't I don't fuck with you. Hey fam, hey fam, yo, I'm I'm don't say you guys because you always say you guys. I'm not a Laker fan. I'm just the Ministry of Defense. It's not about the Lakers. It's about LeBron here. If LeBron was playing for the Kings, okay, I'd cool. be saying the I'm same glad. thing. So it doesn't matter. I'm just, but but you won. But you won the. You know, hey, they won the game, man. They, they, uh, but this is. Hey, but let's get let's get to analyzing this game. Let's be honest here, okay? They won yeah. the game. They did their thing. 
But when I when I judge teams, you know, I look at the talent. I look at the I look at you know the, the front. I mean the starting lineup, the bench, the coaching, the whole the whole thing. Okay. So when I judge the Lakers and I judge the Clippers, uh, to me Kawhi. To me, I, I think Kawhi is better than LeBron, but it's debatable. You know, it's debatable. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then, AD is better than um, PG, definitely. Like, like, not no question, no question. So then, after that, I feel like the next four, three to four players are all Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Then coaching, I go with Doc, even though I think Doc has been overrated. Over over his career, I think he's good, but I don't think he's as good as people think he is, because mm-hmm. he had a lot of talent with those Chris Paul teams, and always came up short, you know. So, um, but he's better than I think he is better than Vogel. But I also think Vogel's not too bad as a coach. Either. I don't give so, a fuck. Vogel so, ain't even the coach, bro. <laughs> so 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 then, uh, but that's even worse. That's even worse. Because, you know, uh, that's a whole different discussion. I'll get into if, if we ever have time, I'll get into – people talk about why LeBron is 3-6 three, three and six in the finals and all this stuff. I'll explain the real reason why he's lost. But, the amount of I don't give a fuck. But, but – uh, Well, yeah, because you, you, you don't buy into the GM LeBron talk, right? No, I do buy into that. But, but uh, uh, anyways – so when it comes down to it, I look at it like, okay, the Lakers need like Avery Bradley to hit seven threes, you know, to beat the Clippers. The Clippers just have to do what they regularly do to beat the Lakers. Avery Bradley got you know? seven wide open looks. Wide open looks. He's supposed to make that shit. I mean, no, but damn. He, but, I'd, but, love, I'd, love to, I'd love to play with LeBron, JP. Wide open, but hold up, fine. fine. Let, let, let's get Willa in. Willa, he uh, it's late over there, so let me get the homie in real quick. I know it's eleven. It's past eleven o'clock. Let's get him in. Is this really your real phone number? Get money. New money. Thank you for staying up late, player. What's good with you? Small ball town, Houston. Man, what's up, fellas? What's up, man? Hey, it's it's been well, a horrible three games. It's been a horrible three games out here in Houston, man. We just lost by – we was getting spanked by 20 today by Orlando. Night, last night we lost to Charlotte. Clippers put it on us. It's been, it's been pretty sad, man. But I did get to enjoy Kawhi getting at work today. You know, they did brighten up my day. Got to see Sam get shut up. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was you know it was a 50-50 type day today. Uh, no doubt, man. Um, so, so let, let's get into it, man. Sam's ready to dive in. Let me just tell y'all what I've been saying so far. Um, I believe LeBron rope a dope these cats. I believe they, with their inexperience, put a whole bunch into like, the first game of the season. That's huge for that franchise and its name to beat the Lakers in game one of the season. 
But when you are an old goat with a long goatee, you know, in, in year 17, LeBron goatee so goddamn long and grizzled because he's an old goat. But, you know, you understand those type of things. You don't get too up for the first game of the season. You're going to ease in on your hamstrings. Nigga might pull his hamstring trying to go too hard in game one. You know, game before Christmas break, with the experience, you know you're still easing into the season. We still build a camaraderie, chemistry. Then you start turning it up when we get to March, April, May, and you're primed for June. But in all that between time, we're gelling. We're creating chemistry. And that's what LeBron do. And we're identifying our roles. You see, Avery Bradley don't hit those shots. Guess what? Avery Bradley, Caldwell Pope, even Rondo, them cats was on trigger today. They knew their roles. They knew what Avery Bradley knows those shots are coming. When Rondo gets hit, he knows exactly what to do. And I'm not always pleased with Rondo, but Rondo going to do that exact same thing every single time. I make great plays and passes. But our team, the Lakers, our roles are identified. And every player knows what to do and what's going to happen for him. Every Bradley going to get about five wide open threes a game. Wide open. Easy, easily five. Danny Green missed all his, but he's going to get about five too. Caldwell Pope, same thing. What I've been saying is the Clippers, meanwhile, they, they not only do they have uh, Jerry working for them, but they also got uh, Professor Xavier somehow seeming to be in the office because everybody we think about getting, they <laughs> But they got a bunch of overlap, and they're not able to exploit those players' best attributes because it's taken one at a time. Tonight, yesterday, it was, to, today, it was Paul George. Paul George, you had a hot game, but while you're having a hot game, that means Kawhi Leonard's kind of looking. And because it's a trade-off. It's you go, I go. Their, their, their attributes do not complement one another. The reason dominate when they play on the field because their ball style complements the other. Meanwhile, you got a guy like Marquis Morris who's just going to be standing in the corner waiting to shoot a three every now and again. Um, Pat Bev and Jackson are a, a complete overlap. They're the same guy. Uh, Beverly has better defense in my estimation. Um, to me, the, the, the building of the chemistry, the load managing, none of those things go into gelling the team. Kawhi kind of quiet stays to himself against the work doesn't go into jailing the team, doesn't go into building camaraderie. You can sense that there's, you know, guys are uncomfortable. Guys are, uh, you know, a bit mad about how things go down. And this is where I think, and I've been saying for the longest time on our infamous group chat, here's where the Lakers win. The only angel of life is A.B. Anthony Davis has to dominate. He has to be the best player on the floor, and he did that today. And he forced himself on two games against these niggas. I was like, man, we just passes. Today, you know, big old bro, he was on his Debo shit, and he let the NBA know, he put the NBA on notice, and he just claimed his 17th, his 17th season an unprecedented yeah. accomplishment Sealing an MVP in the 17th season. That is unheard of. And, uh, Told y'all. Told y'all. You want some? 
beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the D-Ball? Who else? Man, get up! Yeah. Where you at, Giannis? Uh, 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 uh where you at, Kawhi? I thought he was scared of them playing. <laughs> Niggas know y'all fucking with Thanos? You know what I'm saying? A real king, a proven king. Is that your king? Michael B. Jordan's. These niggas is Michael B. Jordan, and we got a real king. And we're gonna let y'all know. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Until this motherfucker. This day. To this day. To this day. I don't know what else to say. Now, I just want y'all to comment on this, man. Did LeBron put his motherfucking foot down? I mean, this is one of the biggest statements in NBA history. I don't know if Mike was able to make this statement to those young tigers biting at his foot. But here today, March 8th, 2020, LeBron and the NBA, you better have some kids and get married before you can have enough ego. Enough guts, enough fortitude, enough enough weight in your wallet. You see, you, you might have to have a kid, uh, get married, and, and, and get caught cheating, and, 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 and do shit like that. Because them two young-ass niggas, Kawhi, them two adventures, Captain America and, and Thor, they, went, they got slapped around this week. Told y'all, told y'all, you want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the D-Ball? Who else? Man, get up! Get up. RC, man, what's up? Ah, <laughs> oh, get up, Craig. Craig, get up. Yeah, man, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Look, man. This was a statement. This was a, a game that you know, like Sign said, I, they showed the poll earlier that the Lakers lost the first two games to the Bucks, or um, the first one, or regardless, they lost the first two to the Clippers. But the games nobody cares about. These games don't mean shit until this point of the year right now. Bron coming out here taking care of business against the, you know, MVP matchup with Giannis. Like, yo, there's a reason why I, RC, the host of the most, Outsiders Boxing Podcast picked the Raptors to win the title last year soon as they got Kawhi. I didn't know the wall was coming. I'll admit that. I just know Giannis is so um, – he, he's a simpi- simplistic player to where if you have a good defensive mind, he ain't going to be shit. And he ended up turning out soft Friday night without the wall. But still, you know how to defend a guy like Kawhi. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Giannis. But with Kawhi, um, he, uh, he, 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 when's he going to show up? When's he going to show up? I'm a big fan of Kawhi, but at the same time, you never know what's going on in that guy's head. He had some moves today and all that good stuff, but, hey, we know with LeBron, especially adding that logo James uh, uh, into his arsenal, yo, it, it, it's like, yo, what you want to do? LeBron is a, he's a chameleon. He adapts to the way the game's played nowadays, and, it's fun to see him slap dudes around like today. Shannon was just as um, confident as I was going into these two games going up because I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. 
outside fan perspective, but still still going for my dude LeBron. I knew what what what, what could happen and what should happen. So as soon as it did, man, put away the wife and kids, bro. Lock the door. They don't want to see none of that mess. It's gonna be ugly for anybody that's gonna be a Milwaukee fan, which one of my boys is uh, from the mill, and we watched that game, and it, you know, it it, it could get ugly. It can get ugly, and it did get ugly. All the narrative that the media is pushing with these two guys trying to be the new faces of the NBA. Um, not quite yet. Not quite yet. And, it's, and, and it goes to the same narrative like Simon's like, I can't believe you guys comparing Brady with uh, LeBron. Da, 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 da. It's like, yo, you get these rarities in sports, man. This shit don't happen every year. LeBron doing his thing in year 17, it's a, it's a rarity. And today, I plan my Sunday around this game because do I have a dog in the fight? Not necessarily, but I got a dog as far as one, two, three. And um, he happens to go against one of the franchises that I'm, you know, not most fond of whatsoever and probably the most hated, but still. Um, Ron James. Took care of business and lets everybody know that this uh, this movement that they think is going to happen so soon is going to be on delay. Because uh, you could you could teach a guy how to play basketball and all that good stuff and, and all that stuff. You could make somebody get better shooter, but it's not naturally that. You got Giannis on a Katumpo. and Giannis, you know he he hangs around in my area in the off season. I I, I know he's been here. He's a you know, good kid. He's, I, I like the guy. Good kid. But, bro, he ain't ready. Kawhi Leonard, he ain't ready. These guys ain't ready. People need to people need to embrace the fact that LeBron James is something that you're probably never going to see in a similar effect to way, the way we've seen the Patriots dynasty move on in the NFL. You're not going to see something like this probably ever again. So enjoy it while it lasts is pretty much how I put it. Sime, did LeBron make a statement to the NBA, man? And have your say on it, bro. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, like, dude, we're, look, man. Look, winning a game this weekend against Milwaukee and Clippers doesn't mean nothing in April. It doesn't mean nothing in May, and it doesn't mean nothing in June. You know? And at the end of the day, I don't look at, did you win this game? Did you win this? I look at how many times did y'all play each other and who got the best of each other? And against Milwaukee and the Clippers, the Lakers are two and three. And Milwaukee, Milwaukee blew the Lakers out when they played them the first time. The Lakers, that game was still close late in the game, even with Giannis looking like he got tired with Middleton no-showing. Today, Kawhi didn't play, you know, up to his level. You know, he played eh. – Paul George played, you know, good. And, you know, they pulled away. The Lakers pulled away. But like I said, that first game they played in the regular season between the Clippers and the Lakers, like Danny Green hit like eight threes, right? And they lost. It was a close game until the end. And then he, he hit like seven or eight threes. And then today Bradley hit seven. Like, my thing is, y'all, the Lakers are going to need performances like that to beat the Clippers. And I look at it like, what's the likelihood they're going to have four games where a Bradley, a Danny Green, a Rondo, or somebody like that is going to have a huge game like that. Maybe twice, maybe even three times. I just don't believe it four times. 
AD and LeBron will do their thing. I just believe that the Clippers team overall is better. And, um, you know, that remains to be seen. If he pulls it off, I'll give him full credit, you know. But I just don't, I just don't see it, you know. But if you guys want to go off one performance, that's fine. But you guys didn't say nothing when – and, and this is another thing. Everybody knows the most important regular season game as far as, like, where the eyes are watching is Christmas Day. Christmas Day, who won? Clippers. Who blew that game? <laughs> getting stripped by Pat, Patrick Beverly, a midget. Come on. He got stripped by a midget. How do you get stripped by a midget? You know what I'm saying? But we don't want to talk about <laughs> that. Hey. Back on this midget. <laughs> hey, so, but, hey, they won. Hey, they, they won the game. I'm not, I'm not taking nothing away from this game, but I'm looking at the big picture. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> big picture, I don't see it, bro. I'm sorry. I don't see it. If they do it, hey, I see it. And I've been telling you how the whole time. And it doesn't have to be one guy that hits seven threes. If, if, if Caldwell Pope hit three, Bradley hit two, Green hit three, and fucking whoever else hit it, and Kuzma hit two or three of them, we supposed to get okay. wide open exactly. We, we go, go, go name each name. Hey, JP, do that again. Name everybody you just named right now. One by one, name them. Just name the p- player. Uh, Green. Scrub. Bradley. Scrub. Bradley. <laughs> These are all guys that are going to hit wide open shots. And um, there are. Danny was missing hella wide open shots today, dude. Yeah, no, was I'm wide open. I know, I know. But I'm saying that we don't need one person to hit seven if we just spread the wealth. Because Kuzma got a bunch of shots and Green got a bunch of shots. They both missed wide open threes. So we do, our team, we do what we do. You niggas need a basketball player to make. Oh, 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 oh. I ain't a Clippers fan, bro. I just think they'll beat them. But well, this is why. The, let me explain to you why the Warriors. Do you know why the Warriors were dynastic? Is because when they would get a double team like a KD or or the defense would collapse and they dish it out to a Clay Thompson or a KD or Steph, you have Hall of Fame all-time shooters wide open hitting those threes. That's why. That's why Draymond fucking bum. It's sustainable, yeah. right? Danny Dude, Green, those guys plays. that you mentioned, that's not sustainable. That's up and down. That's the point. Danny I'm making. Green now, has you made a career. Like that, Danny Green has made a career of hitting wide open threes. Stop that shit. Stop he's up that. and down though. He's a, that's why he's. he's that's why Jerry Popovich sent his ass to Toronto with Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> You got a bunch that's of why deported, That's why he deported his ass, you mean. <laughs> Willow, yeah. Willow, he's up and down, Willow. dude. I th- Look, man, that's my point. I agree, I, agree, I agree with Sam on that. He is definitely up and down. He, he is up and down. down but but what, he, what is he known for, though? What is he known for? He can't dribble, and he can play a little no. bit of defense. What is he known for, though? <laughs> I just told you. you. What he known for. You know, he know from knocking down a three-pointer. When and dancing with LeBron when he was a scrub in Cleveland. He known for knocking down a big three. That's what he known for. And, and this is the prototype LeBron team. Don't get it twisted. LeBron goes to the hole, and he's kicking, and, 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 he, and he makes guys like, how, how do you think Della Vadova was so good? Because LeBron made them believe. LeBron makes these guys this good. 
Matthew Delavadova is nobody for no one else except LeBron James. And that's why he can lift and make guys like Avery Bradley better than they are. That's the Yeah, but he can only do it so far. That's the point I'm making. I agree with you. I'm not taking nothing away from LeBron. What I'm saying is is he can only take them so far. There is a reason why he He got swept by the Warriors. He can only go so far. He can take them to the finals, but they're going to lose to the Warriors. That's the point I'm making. Well, he beat the Warriors, the 73-9 and Warriors, with a far worse team than he has now. So, Will, man, Will, jump in there, player. Did LeBron make a did LeBron make a statement this weekend or 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 am I just in in the celebration mode too much? Well, no, I think most definitely he made a statement this weekend, man. Beating uh, you know, beating Gaines, beating I think they said his arch nemesis, Kawhi Leonard, man, you know, he made a statement. I mean, there's nothing more you can say about that. But, you know, Sam is right. The statement doesn't once you get to the playoffs, once he gets, you know, it, that statement that he made is, um, you know, it's it, it doesn't mean anything. But as far as the regular season, as far as him stating that he's still, you know, the man out here, you know, you got to give it to LeBron. You know, even though he does, he does sort of play second fiddle to AD. AD does most of the scoring, does most of the rebounding. Um, you know, but LeBron. He made big shots. Well, I say he made big shots. He was missing free throws at the end. But, you know, that's what LeBron does. But, you know, he made a statement. I can't I can't deny it. You know, he went in there, beat the top two teams that he, that he had to beat. And, um, you know, in the Bucks and the, and the Clippers. And the Clippers, they're, they're a powerful team, man. You know, like I said, they whipped the hell out of my team, the, the Rockets, man. I was looking, you know, these guys got – they got a squad. But – LeBron went in there and beat him, and you can't get mad at that. You can't hate on him at all. You just got to tip your cap to the man, to the old man. He, You know, I wouldn't say he's the GOAT, but he's, you know, he's the top three of all times, and he's proven that he's still a top three of all time in year 17. And, uh, you know, he probably should get the MVP. You know, like RC said, Gaines is a one-trick pony. He can't shoot. He can't really do anything but do a spin move and dunk. Or you know, take three steps to get to the hole real quick. That's about all he got. LeBron is getting a jump shot now. All of a sudden, even though he was shooting air balls and shit like that, you know, LeBron is sort of he's taking that next step in his game. And you know, I like what I see. So he definitely made a statement. He proved that he's. I don't know if he's the best player, but he's not the most skilled player. But he still got that drive, that instinct that makes him, you know the top dog in the game, man. Maybe not the best, but he's still the top dog. He's got most of the beast in him. You know, Kawhi hit a couple of shots at the at the in the fourth quarter. Kawhi started, seemed like he was coming on, but he really couldn't get it done. So uh yeah man. You beat Gaines, you beat Kawhi, that's a statement. You know, I can't hate on that at all. This day to this day to this day this is where I'm obje- uh, hey, this is where I'm objective, man. Look, man. Hey, look. I think the Clippers will win, but I agree with you uh, as far as what you said earlier about like the packing order and all that. And I mentioned that before too. Like, like I noticed how Marcus Morris be having like a green light, or at least he thinks he does. You know, he just be taking shots, and I'm like, like, oh, like it. It seems like they don't have an established 
pecking order. It seems like, well, I'll put it to you like this. It seems like it's, it's Kawhi, obviously, like, and then TG. But then it seems like after that, it seems like everybody kind of is trying to get theirs, you know, where yeah. it can get a little – those, you know, this is where people forget about basketball. Like, every possession matters, you know what I mean, especially when the teams are – you know what I mean? So you got to be able to execute. And if Marcus Morris is coming down the court taking shots late in the game or a certain possession where it should be going to somebody else, that's not good. So I agree with you on that. I was sitting there, I was sitting back watching Marcus Morris. Like, well, Marcus Morris be like, you know, it's like, hey, man, you gotta, you gotta calm down with that, man. There's only so many possessions in the game. So I agree with you on that. But I still think they will win because I think Doc and the coaching staff, you know, they'll, they'll take care of that. Because you remember they haven't really been playing together. Now they're like what they say, ten and one, fully healthy. So, but I, yeah, I agree with you, man. So the Lakers yeah. have that. Our the coaching staff two things is phenomenal. Who we got? Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, and who who back there? Alvin Gentry too. Doc, our coaches that no, it's not Alvin Gentry. Uh, who is it? Woodson? Yeah, but Doc oh, Rivers and Ty Lue, they're they're champions as coaches. So to me, I give them the edge. You know, oh, man, we we just look good, man. We got we got those guys. Um, looks like we got. My yeah, guy. I, I, I agree with you on that. The pecking order stuff that needs to be sorted out. Absolutely, and that's where I said the Lakers have the advantage the whole time, man. Uh, I believe through through the prolonged season, the time, LeBron is going to be able to unite, uh, bring together, and, and make guys like Avery Bradley, Alex Caruso. He has a proven track record of doing this. Matthew Della Vadova was only to be that guy for LeBron James. It's certain dudes, Magic Johnson was one of these guys who could make a Michael Cooper, a, a, a Byron Scott, even a fucking Vlade Divac good because they just believed in Magic so much. And Magic galvanized them that much. And this is a, a, a characteristic, an attribute that is rare amongst men, period, in any line of work, not just athletic. Um, you see it some with Tom Brady, like, you know, ability, even though you the guy, you the guy of, you know, LeBron's the guy of all guys, Tom's the guy of all guys, but to them, to the, to the 12th man or to the 56th guy on the NFL roster, Tom, just like him, Tom don't make 20 million more dollars more than him a year to him because he just feels the same and he relates to him on that level. And that's what LeBron's able to do. This is how Tom Brady makes Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, and these regular-ass niggas, uh, Hogan, these regular-ass niggas into stars mm-hmm. in any given day. This is what LeBron's been doing for years. J.R. Smith is trash. Um, Kevin Love, mm-hmm. look what happened to these niggas after LeBron leaves. I mean, Chris Bosh, uh, I mean, Shane Battier, I mean, what's what my name? Cole, Cole that used to play over there in Miami. The list goes on and on. Matthew Delavadova, uh, Richard Jefferson, uh, Shannon Fry. None of these dudes, they they play for that guy, man. And that's what that boy been able to do. And um, and I, that's what I've been banking on. And that's and I I banked on that ability of LeBron. 
and the Clippers having a bunch, a roster full of overlap is what I'll call it. Overlap meaning a bunch of guys that do the same exact thing, and they don't do it in in favor of one another. It's either Kawhi or it's Paul George. Uh, Jackson, Beverly, same guy. The reason why Harold and, and Lou play so well together is because their styles complement one another. But look, uh, let me get to my family, man. Look like I got my, my, my guy from the ATL, man. I hope it's him. Call yo, 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 yo,
being the best don't matter at this point. It's like when when LeBron got better than Kobe late in uh, Kobe's career, it still was a tough out if you had to see Kobe in a series because of all the things he knew and the things that he could do. So King of the Hill stuff don't matter when you're all-time great and you still got it. Like, he ain't fell off. He's still a, what, top two, top three player in the league, top five or better all-time. So I think he made it obvious. You know what I mean? obvious this weekend that he's number one. And I'll say that because just his influence on the game. Uh, statistically, yeah, he dominated um, Saturday night versus um, – no, Friday night versus Giannis. But even versus Kawhi, man, LeBron's just sheer influence on the game um, is more impactful than any other player, clearly. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about, that computer, man. Time and score, pace of the game, who has fouls. Uh, are we in the bonus? Uh, how do I get this call? Uh, using his body to make up for him not being as explosive as he used to be. So now maybe once he gets a step on you, he'll put his arm out so he can get his body in front of you, and now you're going to have to foul him or <laughs> call for help. Like the things that he knows because of just playoff experience, the minutes he's played, like the things he's seen, no matter what, he's a problem to deal with. But, but going to the Clipper side, I think – what you said was kind of relevant, man. The whole parts that do the same thing. The Reggie Jackson signing, everybody was excited, but I kind of wondered. I said, wait a minute. Does this kind of eat into what Lou Williams does? And so far, I think we're seeing that. We're not seeing those those big explosion quarters from Lou Williams. Uh, Trez, he's still getting Trez rolling, but we're not seeing Lou dominate like he wasn't, and he was a guy who was going to be the X factor for them because there's really nobody that can guard him when you give him, you know what I mean, his control and the keys to the offense for a certain amount of time. And I think bringing in Reggie has kind of upset that. Now, Marcus Morris, like, he's a real dude, and dudes around the league respect him. That's why he was able to get as many shots as he did. But I don't think Clipper fans will expect him to shoot that bad. Like, he shot really badly today. He's going to hit those shots. But Doc does have to kind of rein him in as far as minutes. Like, he shouldn't be walking into the door getting heavy minutes like that. That's a little, you know, eyebrow raising. But the biggest thing we got to remember, did we see an AD ceiling game? No. So when you're dealing with the Lakers, man, there's going to be one game that AD wins by himself. And and that's the thing people kind of understand about how – tough and out they're going to be in the playoffs. There's going to be one game where AD is just amazing to the point of 40, 20, five blocks, three, you know what I'm saying? Seven, yeah. like that kind of thing. He's going to have and those. Hey, now, you was the one that was really high on AD. You told us. I remember you told me, like, y'all don't understand how good this dude is. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, man. That's a walking Hall of Famer. He was in a bad organization who mismanaged their money and their players, and that caused people to get down on him, kind of similar to Kevin Garnett. But you got him younger than the Celtics were able to get Garnett. And so now people are seeing, like, damn, when LeBron leaves, those last few years of AD with whatever pieces you put around him, you're still going to be in contention. So the trade, no matter what the cost, was worth it because AD is a what? talking about a Hall of Famer. Like, this is not a regular 20 and 10 guy. We're talking about a special, special seven-footer who can do everything on the court. And like I said, he didn't play his best today. So how scary is that? Yeah, yeah. I I believe we could play a little better. Let me address this narrative, man. This is one that has pissed me off. You know, for lack of a better word, people have been, and a lot of us, and I ain't going to lie, I even start buying into it. 
is LeBron a bitch, for lack of better word, right? Because LeBron wasn't wasn't taking the, the the responsibility of taking the big dogs, right? Everybody was just saying, and I'm gonna digress in wordage here in verbiage, because we were basically saying in a ton of words, LeBron being a bitch, and he ain't picking up Kawhi, and he ain't picking up Giannis. That's what we were saying. So let's let's get a little um, content. And then we'll weigh in on that. Excuse me, you can get physical with them. You got a chance to take their heart and to compromise them. And I'll go as far as to say this. The only time that anybody has mentioned anything else other than physicality, Max, other than getting physical with them, the only thing basketball-related that I heard that I've been waiting to tell you in the new year, I was told by a very reliable source. That Kawhi Leonard sat up there and said, somebody tell LeBron, stop being scared to guard me. That's what they said. All right, you know what? That that Kawhi is walking around feeling. That's the only basketball thing that I've heard about the Lakers. Outside of that, the only thing anybody questions is their physical toughness. Can you get physical with them and compromise them? And I think the Lakers are going to have to deal with it. All right. Now, all I ask for coming into this game, I, I knew the Lakers could beat these guys, guys. I've been telling them time. All I knew is if LeBron says, I'm going into your chest, I don't care what happens. And my only question was, does AD, Anthony Davis, have enough in his, in his wallet? And does he have the ability to step up to this level of uh, playoff intensity? Because he hasn't been here before. Willa. Address, talk about, man, did, did LeBron address this whole LeBron? LeBron basically a hoe. He's scared of everybody. He can't guard nobody. LeBron showed us all that he a dad. Let me tell y'all one thing about being a dad, and I know we got some dads on the line. Um, look, you're you, you going to be a tough out because you got things to prove things to, that being your children and your family. LeBron is not going to go out like no sucker. He's got a 15-year-old boy at, at, at home that's dunking with ease. He got to let his son know, his wife know, his, his children, his family know. Pops ain't no sucker. So did LeBron prove and dispel this whole I'm afraid of these young jokers thing? Oh, no. Yeah, he definitely did, man. And that was something that, that was sort of amazed me. Now, even – you know, going up against Gaines, I think Gaines had about 28, you know, but he wasn't looking good. Uh, Kawhi, about the same, you know, but they weren't really looking good. Uh, LeBron, like I said earlier, man, he showed that he's the top dog out here, you know. Just just like you're talking about the father. He might not be the best athlete in the family. You know, your, your son might got a little more hops than you, might be a little more stronger than you, but you're still the top dog. You know, you still got that that dog in you and LeBron, you know, he proved he has, a, he has that dog in him. And, um, does it matter in the playoffs? We're going to see, will he have that dog in the playoffs? We're going to see. I, I don't think he can go seven games holding Kawhi. I don't think he can go seven games holding, um, Gaines. but will he be able to do it when, when they need it? We're going to see, we're going to see. But LeBron looked LeBron looked amazing these last couple of days. I can't I can't hate on it at all. He showed he showed me that he's still the top dog in this game, shutting them boys down. You know when I say shutting it down, they still got 
you know, their average of 27, 28 points, which both of them guys probably average. So they still hit the average on LeBron, but they didn't go too much over the average. And LeBron, you know, had them both looking silly at times, um, especially Gaines. Gaines was out there looking, you know, he turned into an assist master. He's passing the ball. You know, we thought he was uh, Ben Simmons out there, the way he was looking, man. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. LeBron did this, this, this is 96 Jordan. 96 Jordan wasn't blown by nobody. Wasn't really dunking on nobody. Now, 96 Jordan, LeBron is still jumping and running much more athletically at this point. But 96 Jordan, this is post-up. This is mid-range jumper, um, you know, in the flow of the offense. And I dominate the game. You don't got to be the most athletic. LeBron's no longer probably the most athletic. LeBron's still very athletic if you get him on a runaway. But if we're talking about, you know, lateral movement, lateral, you know, um, first step speed, that's not quite like it used to be. But LeBron also, what I, I mentioned in the infamous group chat we have, is that LeBron has a new free throw. If y'all haven't know, if y'all haven't noticed, and he's making them at a much higher rate, but also the you know the three pointer that's uh, implemented to the game, and um man I, I I've just been feeling this way the whole time. The Clippers rely heavily. Now no disrespect, but I'm about to say is slightly disrespectful. Lou Williams, who is a bench player, a six man, a, a career long you know bench guy. They rely heavily on him giving you 25 points a game. Now, Syme says the Lakers need Caldwell, Pope, and these guys. Who going to get wide open shots? That's the thing about LeBron. Them dudes about to get Caldwell, Pope, Danny Green, KCP, um, Kuzma, all of them dudes, Rondo, they're about to get wide open threes all game long. That's going to happen. The only question is if they're making them, making them or not. Now, Lou Williams? Their stints of the game is for the Clippers to beat the Lakers. Here's the crossroads. A star in isolation basketball for them to beat the Lakers. Because Paul George and Kawhi, ah, give them both fucking 30. Whatever. And give Harold 20. Now, can Lou Williams get his 25? Isolation off a high screen roll. Lou Williams going to the left every single time. He's never going to the right. He's fading. He's crossing. He's doing something to the left. Can Lou Williams give you 25? Because that a happen. Hero ball every night with them. And that's the difference. When, when the Lakers are, are, are identified, our team, how we play is identified. We've been doing this since game one. We tried it in game one. Remember game one of the season? We couldn't get the ball on the AD right. We didn't know how to do it right, quite right. KCP was hesitant. Caruso wasn't even in the rotation. Rondo wasn't nowhere. But we kept doing the same shit. We never stopped. And as the season progressed, I'm like, damn, okay. These niggas starting to be ready. Bradley ready. KCP ready. Caruso ready. Rondo, they they, they doing their shit on trigger. Sign. Talk about it, man. Look, look, give me some smoke. Man, uh, I mean, I look, I, I told you already, I, I agree with some of the points you made. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned earlier um, on the chat that 
you know, if Caruso's going to keep wearing headbands, I can't trust him in the playoffs. So he's going to have to do something about that, man. I just ain't feeling that Caruso look with the headband. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just not feeling that, bro. Oh, but <laughs> He's like the only white guy to ever wear a headband, ain't he? No, I'm just saying. I just, I just have that. There's just certain things that you know, I, I, I point out in my own head that, that trigger like me having concerns, me not trusting you, and you know, if I see a white guy with a headband, I just can't trust him. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, but yeah, man. Like, but the whole point I was making was that I, I, I totally understand what you're saying about the open shots. He's always been able to get people open shots. My point was, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that these guys are going to make them, you know, because you have to be, you know, great shooters. Even great shooters have missed. Look at Kyle Korver in the finals, wide open against the Warriors, missed. And Kyle Korver is a way better shooter than those guys. He is like an historically great three-point shooter, you know, numbers-wise. I mean, three-point percentage and three-point field goals made, and he missed a wide open three. My point is, when you're relying on guys like Bradley, KCP, Danny Green, they're you know they're you know they're up and down. Rondo, you know what I'm saying like Rondo, he was wide open missing. I'm like man, they got to take Rondo out if they want to win this game. You know what I mean? They so because Caruso the whole second half, they didn't play Caruso at all. Yeah, so um, you know, but hey, it's hard to question. You also it's hard to question something when you win too. They won the game, so hey. Whatever, but I, I I'm just saying that you know it's been proven that today Avery Bradley hit seven threes. Like I said, game one they played Danny Green hit like seven threes or whatever. So it's been proven that it can happen. My point is like, is it gonna be able to happen four times uh, for them to beat? You know, I know what AD and LeBron are gonna do. You know, like I said, AD to me is clearly superior over PG. You know what I mean? And he's a top five player in the league to me, you know. What I'm, so, and, and I think sometimes AD doesn't get the credit he deserves for the Lakers being as good as they are. Everybody keeps bringing up LeBron, but people forget AD was not on that team last year, and that team missed the playoffs, you know. And they traded all those guys for him, and it showed how impactful of a player he is. But I know what I'm going to get out of those two, you know what I mean? I'm just worried about them other guys. You know what I'm saying? And I trust like, – if you told me Harold, Lou, um, Morris, uh, I just trust those guys more than KCP, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, you know? But like you said, there is overlap. There is a pecking order issue. That could be something where in a game seven, guys are looking at each other and they're trying to play hero ball. That's what happened in the infamous game seven versus Lakers-Blazers. Um, where they had a lead, and then when, when they started hitting threes, uh, the Lakers, you know, uh, Ron Harper, uh, all them guys, whoever on the team back then, and Shaq was hitting shots, Kobe. You know, you had Steve Smith, Rasheed Wallace, Scottie Pippen, all looking at each other, trying to be hero ball. They didn't really know who to go to, and that's what cost them. You know, there were some bad calls, too, with the rest, and we already know those those come with the territory anytime the Lakers are involved. But also – the Blazers didn't know who to go to. And that could be something where it can cost the Clippers in a series with the Lakers. So that's always possible. But I'm looking at it like 
what team to me overall is better, I think it's the Clippers. But, of course, the Lakers have a good chance. I think it's 60-40, you know, 60-40, probably, yeah, uh, Clippers. But, Look, man, we'll there's, there's no doubt. If we're talking about name for name on the roster, you guys know in the infamous group chat, I said, shit, I don't know if I, in my lifetime, that there's been a team more loaded than the Clippers, name for name. I mean, you get to, like, the ninth guy off the bench, Jermichael Green, that motherfucker's a dead-eye shooter, 6'9". You know, uh, Landry Shamit, he's a good-ass basketball player, dude. Um, you, you're getting into the ninth, 10th, 11th man. They got, they're loaded. Um, my thing is this. Our guys, our roles are identified. We we know what we're we're coming to do every night. Clippers, on the other hand, we 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 don't quite know. They, I'm not sure that they quite know. Um, if you have the ability to slow down Kawhi in any way, shape, or form, you do that. Um, Kawhi, if you, if you if you have Kawhi out there, you have Paul George. It's two isolation players, dude. It's two dudes that you iso and that you got to just send up uh, either a screen for, and, and they don't kick the ball out to anyone once they go. And that's the difference with LeBron. So, man, I've been saying this all Yeah, they years. don't have a true playmaker. That's their, that's their really yep. their biggest weakness. They don't, have, they don't have anybody on their team that creates easy shots for others. They don't. They have nobody, you know? They they don't have a Chris Paul, a LeBron, yeah. uh, you know, whoever, like anybody that you could think of that creates uh, easy shots for others, makes the game easier. It's like like you said, ISO. And that could, you know, they're very good at it. And, you know, um, and they have a great defense when they want to lock in. They could really shut you down like they did with the Rockets. But, yeah, if in a half-court offense and stuff, yeah, it, you know, that could be an issue where – Who's the guy that's going to create an open shot for somebody? I haven't seen it yet. Absolutely not. Man, going to weigh in on it, man. So, seven-game series, I I, I just feel like we got the chemistry. We have the dudes who who know what to do at this point. They've been doing it all season long. We've been gelling. We've been in – our team has been enjoying each other. And let me add this thought. I've seen the difference Markeith Morris makes in my team. And y'all don't get to see, y'all don't get to see the Lakers as much as me because I live in Los Angeles. So that's the local team. We get to see all the games. Um, I've just noticed the camaraderie. I've noticed uh, everybody just fall into their role better and better and better and better and better. And what Morris has brought is that tough guy. See, Harold didn't, when Morris was in, Harold didn't get the, he didn't punk us as much. Now, he, he did his thing. He did his thing. Don't get it wrong. Harold did his thing tonight. But I just felt like we had a baby goon, too. We had a goon, too. We had another guy that, that ain't, we ain't going. And Dwight, Dwight didn't touch the floor in the second half. It was all McGee, and it was all Morris. And that's one thing I mentioned in the group chat. Give me McGee, because Dwight, he too up or down. I don't know, Dwight, I don't, Dwight could just go on some goofball shit. But we rolled with McGee, 
and we rolled with Morris. Um, Naj, man, what you think about it all, man? Seven games, how you think? You think we got? I think we gonna outgut that team. We got more more guts than them, to be honest with you. Well, let me speak to the thing y'all talked about before that first. Uh, this this whole LeBron won't guard Kawhi or Giannis or all these other people. Uh, why would he? Makes no sense. Dude's in year seventeen. If you want him to carry the offensive load that he carries, you're not gonna give him primary defensive uh, responsibilities. We saw this with Kobe. Remember when Kobe was playing free safety, basically, as he got older? He wasn't a shutdown yeah. defender anymore because he had to carry it off. <laughs> like, no, you don't do that to older guys. You wear them the hell out. Now, if you were going to load manage them like Kawhi, you could do that. But if you're trying to play all these different games and build that consistency and chemistry you're talking about, then, no, you, you can't give LeBron those kind of assignments every night. That, that That's way too big a order to ask. So, I'm <laughs> – when people say that stuff, man, I just laugh. Like, okay, well, why the hell? You remember Scotty was the was the pit bull late in Mike's career because Mike wasn't chasing mm-hmm. the primary guy anymore. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> We're an older guy. Uh, when Kawhi hits this stage of his career, let's see if he's the primary defender anymore. Guarantee you he won't be. So nothing wrong with that. But, but getting into the series, yeah, it's hard to build that cohesion when you got Kawhi sitting out games, as he should, because you got to manage, you know, that injury. Paul George getting hurt all the times he did. You and Pat Bev was out, and you're bringing in new guys. So they kind of got to develop that on the fly. So that's going to be something that's always going to hurt them. They're going to have scoring droughts uh, because they don't have that cohesion. It's going to be a problem. The Lakers are going to kind of move like a machine because they've been playing together all these minutes, all these possessions. That's going to be a, a big factor for the Lakers. But perimeter defender-wise, man, the Clippers are really good. <laughs> They're really locked down. And there's going to be some times to where it looks like the Lakers no can't get a good though, shot. No and they're forced to just it. throw up threes. But we, we got to remember this, too. We're all assuming that Paul George is going to be there. We haven't even seen the shoulder stuff pop up yet. The shoulder blade stuff, which ruined OKC season last year, he had surgery, but that's not something that ever goes away. He's had hamstring, like, little nagging injuries this year. But we haven't seen any of that pop up, which could be a big factor for them in the playoffs. Like I said, I, I think they got to move Reggie Jackson out of that rotation, let Lou do what he does, <laughs> run that pick and roll with Harold, and get busy. But seven games, like, like, look, don't don't downplay guys like Danny Green. You remember Danny Green set Dwayne Wade on fire in the finals one year? <laughs> this dude had experience as a shooter, played for a champion last year in Toronto. The moment won't be too big for him. He's gonna hit shots. Avery Bradley is a hungry dude trying to get a, a longer, bigger deal within the league, and he's a great defender. He's going to have to get shots. To, he's going to have to hit shots to stay on the floor. As far as Rondo and Caruso, they're interchangeable. You put them in there for a few minutes, see what they see what they got that night. If they're rolling, you keep them in. If not, to the end of the rotation. And Dwight JaVale is perfect. Uh, the split tennis, you, you, you play them based on matchups or, and how they're looking when they get out there. And you know that's a perfect situation. Like you what about ask my new better. goon? What about my new goon, Morris? Well, Morris was a dude who he can shoot, he can guard three and four, and sometimes five, and he gives them a versatility they didn't have, and that was the reason why they gave up on the Marcus Cousins project. Because it's like, look, we don't know if Cousins is ever going to get healthy. This dude is out here. We got to snatch him up. Sorry, Demarcus. You know, we're going to keep you. But we we gotta snatch this dude up because he could be a part of our championship rotation. Solid player, man. Solid role player. 
and I, I think he'll understand his role. Uh, Kuzma is the X factor because, you know, that dude's a space cadet. He can shoot the lights out, or he could come in and blow defense assignments, get beat up on the boards, and, and make you wonder if he's a basketball player. Like, that dude, he is, he is a trip, man. So, so this, like I said, this is going to be a real good series. I want to see this in the Western Conference Finals. I got some questions about some of the things with the Clippers, but I don't think the Lakers have nowhere near as many holes as people assume they do just because we talk Lakers so much on most sports media. So you're always, you know, kind of picking through stuff. Oh, they don't do this well. They don't do that well. Nah, man. They're a solid team. Western Conference Finals at worst, but I, I picture them going to the finals, man. Boom, boom. Five. All right, man. Now tell us, tell us why. I know you're gonna tell me why the Lakers aren't the team to pick in a seven-game series versus the Clippers. Talk about it. Hey, man. I just, I just disagree, man. You know, it's like, look, like I said, man. It's I, you guys are making good points. Um, I like how uh, your man brought up Ray, Reggie Jackson. I thought that was a good point. I thought that was. I'm not. I've never been a Reggie Jackson guy. He's a guy that over dribbles and he's not a good shooter. I don't like guys like that. And when they brought him in, I was like, "Hey, what, what's going on here?" You know, I would, I thought Lou Williams and Shamit had a good thing going coming off the bench. Now you bring Reggie Jackson in. What's that going to do to, you know, Lou Williams and them? So yeah, I mean, they, and then you know now they added Noah. You know, at a certain point, you know, you got a lot of guys that had successful NBA careers, you know, and like, are they able to, are they going to be able to swallow their ego when it comes down to it? Because people, one thing we know about the playoffs, in the regular season, you'll play about 10, 10, 11, 12 guys if you can, just to get through the regular season. But in the playoffs, you play about seven or eight, you know, so guys are going to be getting squeezed out. And Will guys on the Clippers be okay with that? That That's an issue to be – but I also think that could be an issue with the Lakers too. You know, Rondo has an ego. What if he gets squeezed out in the playoffs? Rondo undoubtedly – he's not going to get squeezed out. He's undoubtedly our second point guard. And that became obvious tonight. Uh, coming into this game, and even at the start of this game in the first half, Rondo was looking trash. I was like, get in Caruso. You know that in our, in our infamous group chat. I'm like, get Caruso in the fucking game. Ron, but in the second half, LeBron spelled LeBron brilliantly. Um, just controlled the, the – got, got to the bucket a few times, knocked down a few layups, got guys good shots. And, and, and Frank Vogel refuses to go away from Rondo. And I said – I tipped my cat and, cap and said kudos to Frank Vogel for sticking with Rondo because believe me in the city dog, the narrative is fucking stop going to Rondo and go to Caruso. But Vogel, Vogel seems to know, to know best. And today showed that Rondo um, kept Caruso on the bench the entire second half. And that's my issue. I think Rondo does more harm than good. I, just, I don't think Rondo is that good at – I don't think he's that good at basketball anymore. I think a lot of people are remembering based off his name, you know, more than his game now. And I just think, like, a guy like Rondo is the type of guy that shouldn't be playing a lot of minutes once playoff time comes, you know, especially on a championship-level team. 
And but hey, I could be wrong. You know, maybe he's, there is you know the quote unquote playoff Rondo, where he steps it up once once playoff time comes. But the Rondo that I've been seeing the last two years, um, I just don't think he's that good anymore, man. But hey, he could put me wrong. But there's just a lot of guys on both teams where you got to wonder like, is Kuzma going to get squeezed out for Morris? I think he is. I think in the playoffs. Morris is going to be taking Kuzma, Kuzma's minutes. Is he going to be happy with that? I just think on both teams, I think it's going to be, going to be playing minutes. Tonight it was Dwight. It wasn't Kuzma. Kuzma got his normal minutes. It was Dwight's minutes tonight. And Dwight, you know, you Dwight is a is a highlight reel. He still can dunk like you know. Dwight still looks like Dwight of 2012 at times. But you know, here in Los Angeles, I probably get to see him a little more than you. Dwight has bonehead syndrome. Like, Dwight just will have a terrible sequence of plays, man, like a terrible stint. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's like, you know, and then he'll have a high stint. It just fluctuates with him. And that's why I said in our group chat before the game, I'd rather have McGee because McGee gives me the same exact. I know McGee is going to He's good for putbacks around the rim. You throw anything around the rim, he's going to put it down. Um, he's going to contest everything. And he's just, you know, Dwight just does terrible fouls from here and here and there. And, you know, Dwight just, his 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 fluctuation is too drastic for me. I, I like a more thing that I can depend on. And I think Morris is definitely going to chip into Dwight's minutes far more than he's going to chip into Kuzma. We got to have Kuzma. We got to let that wild card be the wild card. Um, but I believe we got these dudes, man. Um, I believe we got them. I believe they, they play They play every night I watch the Clippers, they play hero ball. Somebody got to, you know, for three, four minutes left, somebody's hitting the giant three-pointers every night, every night. We don't win like that. And, and, and let me tell you, you guys this. I've watched both these teams. When we are at our best, there ain't no one guy. LeBron, when we play at our at the epitome of where we can play, the Lakers can play, our basketball is beautiful. Our basketball, KCP's hitting threes. Everybody's hitting shots. When we play how we play at our best, there is no one person. Our team is built for everybody to be able to hit shots. The Clippers at their best is like, you know, who's going off tonight? And and, and our dude, uh, everybody just hitting threes. Somebody's going off ISO, and then somebody's hitting now, threes. Now, now the Clippers are at their best when they are playing lockdown D, and it looks like everybody's on the damn chain, and it's hard to move the ball, and it's hard to score. When they get locked in, and they're really, you know what I mean, dialing up what you're doing and anticipating and Patrick Beverly is hyping everybody up. Like, dude, they can be scary for stretches. So I, I, I would I would put that as the biggest thing in their, in their pocket. But I think we're a better defensive team, though. I think statistically we're, we're right there defensively, guys. And, and right, but those – well, hold, 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 hold tight, though. Hold tight, those statistics. Our late hope is – but those statistics are compiled based on what? 
the sample size of the season, meaning the games where the Clippers didn't have, you know, their full complement of players. Well, they got their full yeah. complement of players. They're a different team defensively. Now, the other side yeah, of that is what they did to the Rockets. Yep. on the floor, will the Lakers be able to play five on four off and just leave him alone and double and help on Kawhi and Paul George and kind of muddle things up for the Clippers on offense? Because everybody assumes that everybody assumes that Pat Bev is just going to be so good and hit those open shots. If he doesn't, dude, that changes everything they do offensively, man. And, and we can't forget that. And we basically need Lou Williams to be a star for sense of time. Because they ISO Lou and say, Lou, go get us a big shot. Go to your left, as you do every single time. And get us a big shot. And the Lakers don't need a, a, a bench player. And that's no disrespect to Lou. But we're not actually. Yeah, one of the greatest six men of all time. Like, he's a problem. Sure, sure. I, I'll take Crawford. I'm, I'm more of a Crawford. Well, maybe not. I love me some Lou. Either way. Um, <laughs> yeah. They both are Clippers, too. Um, but, yeah, man. But they act a lot I of. Okay, Jason Terry. But that's my. Just, that, that's my. I think JT's better than both of them. Oh my God, you're fucking crazy, son. He's up there, man. He's up there, man. JT champion. And you're making people disrespect Jet, and don't nobody want to disrespect Jet. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Hey man, he hey he's proven it at the highest level. He can play at the highest. We haven't really seen. That's the thing about Lou and Crawford, for example, right? But we're gonna stick with Lou because Lou is. On the Clippers, we haven't really seen Lou play deep in the playoffs. You know? Hey man, how does he play? Hey man, let me tell you something. Lou don't scare, bro. Don't worry about Lou being scared. Just worry about rotation, minutes, and getting the shot. No, I'm not saying scared. I'm just saying I'm I'm not even saying scared. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes guys' games don't translate to the playoffs. And I've seen, but I've seen Lou in the first round or second round in the of the playoffs. Stink it up. I've seen him do it in Toronto. I've seen him do it in, on other teams. Because one thing yeah. about Lou, one thing about Lou is he like his game is very dependent on getting calls, getting to the free throw line. And a lot of times those calls don't happen in the in the playoffs because it's more physical defenses and the refs kind of you know let let stuff slide. So Lou's game could kind of shrink a little bit. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, but, but like you, I said, you're, over, you're overthinking this, dog. Like, Lou Williams is a dude who can score 20 points in a quarter in a big playoff game to push you over and get an upset win. Like, he's one of those type of guys. And as long yeah. as you got one of those type of guys on your team, you got a fighting shot anywhere. So, Lou, Lou is extremely valuable. And, and to y'all, Rondo's point, yeah, Rondo hasn't been solid this year. The problem is, what if he is for 10 minutes? You know what I mean? That 10 minutes can be something – to kind of push you over. So that, that's why they're keeping Rondo. That's why they're keeping, keeping Dwight. They're just going to be change of pace guys who can affect the game. But they're not going to depend on them to play, you know, major minutes or be looked at as the heavy part of the rotation. And the, the Lakers roster is talented. It's just like the Clippers is. The Clippers just have, uh, you know, a better overall talent scheme just because you got Paul George and Kawhi to start with. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, ugh. Yeah. That, that's a lot in the way. Picking but, people up full court, bro. Do you want Caruso handling the ball with Pat Bev picking him up full court? Probably not. 
You know what I mean? I have, I have confidence <laughs> in Caruso, though. I have com- but I, I'll take Rondo handling the ball against Pat Bev. No problem. You know? And um, Rondo is a improved three-point shooter this year. You guys might not know that. But I'm telling you guys, watch. Watch when the playoffs yeah, but Rondo's so strict. There'll be a game where he'll hit five, four threes in a row or something. I'm telling you. It'll be four for four from three. And then there'll be other games where Rondo won't hit the side of the back. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, we know that. That's going to happen, yeah. But he's going to have one game where he's looking like Ray Allen out that shit. Right. You know, <laughs> yep. He's going to be Ray Allen for one game. I'm telling you. But, um, hey, no, is there man, any I, team either you guys think could uh, – could push the Clippers or the Lakers in the playoffs in the West, or do you think it's like a foregone conclusion as long as both teams are healthy? I think it's more. Of a, I think it's more of a problem for the Clippers. I, I think the Lakers get there easily just because of you know all the things we talked about, just the AD and LeBron problem for all of the lower seeds. It, it, it's just going to be tough, and LeBron is going to be trying to get people out of there fast because he doesn't want additional games. But the Clippers still trying to get all their continuity, still trying to work on their chemistry. I think they can be pushed in a series, which could cause them some problems. Like, let's say they drop one to a lesser team and they end up having to win in five or six, and now you're kind of rolling the dice with all the health situations you got going on. Uh, Kawhi's thigh, leg, lower stuff, lower injury stuff, that doesn't go away. You don't want more games. Uh, like I said, the Paul George shoulder stuff, man. Like I said, nobody's talking about that. But, dude, that that could be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, that's Definitely. a great point, man. Um, Kawhi been low managing all season. Uh, as these playoffs get tightened up in the West, I don't think we're gonna have uh, the first round is gonna be a tough matchup. You gonna get the Kings, or you know, you gonna get the Grizzlies, or you gonna get the Pelicans. Either of them teams might. You, you, you trade for the Kings and Grizzlies. Nobody wants the Pelicans in the um, in the first round. You don't want. Hey, have you seen that. the Kings lately, you want dog? The Crazy lately. The Kings been going crazy lately, dude. I don't want the Kings. I'd rather take the Pelicans. I'll take Lonzo. Hey man, give me Pelicans. any give me any Luke Walton coach team any day as opposed to messing hey, around. The Pelicans are talented. The Pelicans got the most talent, but for whatever reason, man, they got the athletes, they got the type of guys, you know, with hot good height, good length and everything. You would think they should be a good defensive team. The Pelicans oh, are by far right. the worst defensive team out of those teams that we, we talked. Pelicans are like, man, they are man, horrible defensively, man. Like, yeah, it's crazy for, for how bad they are. For purpose, though, because they just want to run. They play at a pace that the Lakers definitely don't want to play at. That, that's actually – the Clippers are probably a worse matchup for the Pelicans than the Lakers, though. Uh, just because of the, the you know, defensive ability. I don't think they want to see him. But overall, dude, you don't want no parts of running up and down with those young boys in, in a series. I'd rather get Luke Walton, Coach King, <laughs> or, or, uh, or the Grizzlies. Or the if, if the Blazers get healthy, I think that's probably the, mo- the, the, the most dangerous team just because CJ and Dame have proved, proven they can win a playoff game just by themselves. They can do it. Yep. You know, they're tough if they're out. healthy, but they got a lot of injuries right now. If they're not healthy, they're still trying to catch up. They, man, they lost too many games early. And Carmelo, Carmelo out here dropping a dub a night. 
You know, so you know he giving them that third option for sure that you able to isolate and go get you a bucket when they need it. But you know, Carmelo playing the minutes and his shots that he's getting kind of proves how desperate they were at the time, though, because they were down. You know, they were down Nurk. They lost Rodney Hood. Like Dame was down for a while. CJ was down. Like they just had the injury bug all season, and now they're in that hole and they just lost the other night. I don't know how they catch these other teams to get that AC. Yeah. yeah. What are they down, like um, seven, five, seven games? And that's another great point. That's another great point. I believe, like you said, Nod, that the uh, the Clippers will drop those unnecessary games that the Lakers want. Um, and this is where we just see the seasoning coming into play. LeBron's experience just coming into play here. You know, being, being have been there, you know, once he been to the finals, nine times. What's the count here? Um, Kawhi, like we, Kawhi had had a ride to the finals and to an NBA title. Uh, that should definitely deserve an asterisk behind it in my estimation. You, you you couldn't plan it out in Hollywood better. I mean, the guy hit a shot, a three-pointer fading to the right that you couldn't fucking duplicate. You, a person could take that shot a thousand times and never make it how he made that shot. Then you get to the finals, and the whole goddamn Golden State Warriors roster is hurt. You know, if you go back in your archives of your show, you, you, you can pull up me saying at the beginning of the year that Golden State was in trouble because of what? When you play four, five years in a row from June to June, people start breaking down. We saw this with Chicago. Yeah, we saw this down. with the Lakers 3 P. That's what happens to teams, man, and it happened to Golden State. That's why it's so hard to maintain the dynasty now, man. Like, these games are so fast-paced, and you wear out your legs. You know, your body, like, your body breaks down. and You you, you start playing in June every year, and you see, you see this happen to guys. Like, Kawhi, the, the minutes are showing with Kawhi from those Spurs years. You know what I'm saying? Like, this happens. And Kawhi's an all-time great. Like, let's not get it confused. He. <laughs> I don't know about Damn. that, man. Why? Why are we saying cool? Because that one run, that one chip he got, that does not the one run. JP. Hey, JP. Why is he all-time great? He is but listen, JP, you know why you got to give him credit? You know why you got to give him credit for that championship last year? Is because, okay, you say KD went down, right? KD yeah. went down in game five when it was the series was tied 2-2 in Golden State, right? To the Rockets. The Rockets blew that game, went back home, blew that game at home, right? <laughs> then Golden State went and played Portland the whole series without KD, swept them, right? Then when they played Toronto, people forget. First game, they, you know, they had every the same squad minus KD. They lost fair and square to Toronto. Toronto should have won game two, and then – and then basically, uh, but then Iguodala hit a big shot late in the game, but they really should have been up 2-0. But then they ended up uh, going, you know, taking a 3-1 lead, and then, and then Clay gets hurt, you know, uh, what, I think the, the very last game or whatever. But my point is, is that, like, that Golden State team minus KD was still good enough to beat really good teams in the Rockets and the Blazers. So you got to give Toronto no, credit for that, man. One and, and, and it's more than indictment of being the man does not warrant you all-time status. Kawhi is in a different... He's not an all-time great. 
He's not an all star one run being the man. One run where he was let, the let man. Me explain but you think James Harden's an all-time great, JP? You actually told me we had this little debate in the chat. Great. No, you did. You said he, him, and Steph Curry, because we had this debate because we were debating Luka, right? And they're you said, you said, uh, you said him and yeah, him because they were tra- You said they were yeah because they were transcendent offensive players. So yeah, so if James Harden's an all-time great. Then you got to put you got to put Kawhi in there. No, and, and this is this is why you put Kawhi in there. Years on the years on the Spurs, where he was the best defender in the league, bar none. Also giving you almost twenty points a game on a team where he was the second option. How many Kentucky. years, dude? It was like a five year stretch of him being the best defender in the league. Go go look up this clip, this clip on YouTube of that Miami that San Antonio series where LeBron is at the line. And he's trying I to hurry up and shoot the free throw. I've seen it. Hold on. Let me, let me lay it out for the people listening. He's trying to hurry up and shoot the free throw before the horn sounds. But the ref holds the ball extra beat, and then the horn sounds, and Kawhi is coming in. And you see the ball saying, damn, this motherfucker mm-hmm. coming back. Like, that's how annoying he was as a defender, man. He was great with it. So when you look at his, his points, games played, his impact on the game and everything else, by the time that dude leaves, he's going to be top 100, man. He's that good. Oh, for sure. Now, now we talk all time great talk. Now, you know, we, we, now as we talking Magic, Bird, Jordan, uh, Dominique, uh, Kareem, Wolf, Dominique, we talk yes. Elgin, Be- yes. we talking Dominique status, right? So that's second tier. I consider I, I that second a tier. Love Dominique right now. Hey, hey, the way I look at it, JP, is like if you did the remember the top fifty players of all time came out back in like ninety six, right? Does he or whatever take it was. Out? Yeah. Does what I mean is, would out? you put it? Would you put him in that top fifty now? If you had to redo that list, I would. Yes. Yes. Does he kick no. out Scotty Pippen? No, Scotty's still in there. No, Scotty. I mean, I would. I would have to Clyde look over Drexler. the list again to to. He's Clyde basically Drexler. better than Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically Scotty two point oh. No, you ain't kicking Clyde out. There's a lot of guys in there who was kind of sketchy to get in at the time, bro. You start going through the Alex Englishes and stuff like that in the world. Yeah, yeah. Alex English was dope as shit. Come on. He was. Is he Kawhi? Is he Scotty? Is he Dominique? Hell no. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. The way I look at these new new age players is. If you redid that top fifty, how many of these new guys would you put back put in there? You know, and if you put that if you put those guys in there, then that means that guy is an all time great. So because that, when that list came out, the top fifty was because of all time greats. It was like the top fifty players uh, of the NBA history. You know, I think but, we're just prisoners that, of the moment. We're prisoners of the moment when it comes to Kawhi. He ain't been the man. This is only his second year being the man. When all those years he – you can't be an all-time great unless you're the man. Everybody on that list – now, look, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know y'all going to start pulling needles out of haystack. Look, Scotty would never – the man in Chicago, but that's Scotty, okay? And you could say John Stockton wasn't the man because Carl was the man and this, that, or the other. But look here, man. Kawhi Leonard is in his second season of being the for, – for San Antonio, he was the third to fourth option and a defensive specialist. You don't become – Not that big, last year. Not that last full year he was in San Antonio. Remember the year when right. uh, Petulia, Petulia I, I uh, went under his leg? I remember that. 
But Why there was, was a moment of his career there. That was that one season. But aside from that, he was not even the third option on that team. And you cannot become a great being a third. Joe Dumars don't make the list. Okay? If we're talking about third options, great third options, Joe Dumars ain't on there. Uh, by yeah, you, you just can't count what Kawhi was, bro. That, oh, come my on, man, he's a, he's a Finals MVP. He's a he's a multi-time All-Star, a Finals MVP, and, uh, and a Defensive Player of the Year, bro. That's the most, he's, he's accomplished. He's greater yeah, than James, James Worthy there. there too. Yeah, we ain't taking he's, James out. Come on now. He not greater. Is he greater than Kevin McHale yet? I don't think so. Yeah, but it's not a, if you're going to use that argument against him, you got to use that argument against them then. you got to say they weren't the first option. They weren't the man on their office, even though they were winning chips and they were substantial. But they're tenure. So you can't tenure. use that on him. I, I, the reason why I, I throw those guys at him who weren't first options is because of their tenure being great. Kawhi – the third, when you're the third option, you you can even you can't be in this conversation. So we have to take into account the time he's been the man, and he ain't been the man. No, I agree on that. Hey, that first no. Finals MVP. I, look, that first Finals MVP to me, I always say, man, he got he got That's that Finals bullshit. MVP for two and a half for two and a half good games, and and I also believe Tony Parker back in uh, remember when they beat. Cleveland, that uh, he got that MVP because when guys play better than they regularly play, they overrate how good that player really played, and they underrate the guys that are always playing at that level. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when, yeah, when but Parker, he got that Finals MVP not for two and a half because he guarded prime LeBron when LeBron was the he shot like sixty percent from the floor that year. Like LeBron was a problem to a degree, like all the time, like. Kawhi guarded him well. He deserved that. Every oh, no, his defense was elite from the day he stepped in the, the league. Oh, yeah. And, and, and took out the AC for the first game of that series. I ain't going to ever forget that. But remember how we always say, oh, Pop knows everything, and, and Steve Kerr is such a great coach. The league is about talent, period. Absolutely. Coaches help, coaches help you win on the margins, but talent is the key factor. So how smart is Steve Kerr this year? How smart is Pop? How smart? How good is Draymond Green? Him, him and Charles Barkley <laughs> going back and forth right now because Charles yeah, Barkley made those comments about the triple single, and I think Draymond, Draymond trying to act like he's he's on a higher level than Barkley because he got a ring. Right. But we right. all know that Barkley's better than Draymond. Right. And he tripping to even talk smack to Barkley, and I think that's a perfect comparison. Like on a few of those Spurs teams, Kawhi Leonard was Draymond Green. Draymond cannot be in the question. I don't give a damn how many rings Draymond got. He ain't of the echelon of Charles Barkley. Okay. Right. So, but 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 if Draymond if Draymond this year led them to a championship, you would have said, Oh damn, I gotta look at Draymond differently. So with Kawhi, once he got the option to be the number one, you saw what he could do. And in San Antonio, we can't knock a dude for being dra- or being traded to a championship level team and getting the spot on that team and fitting in. They had Tim, like, dude, Tim Duncan, one of the most disrespected all-time greats ever. Tim, Absolutely, really, the Tim Duncan era in Spurs. People call it the Popovich era. That's the look Duncan look era. at how they fell apart now, man. He left, he left, and now they all remember how there was never no drama. They always made the playoffs. They always were contenders. The minute he left, all of a sudden, Kawhi's unhappy. 
their team keeps getting weaker and weaker by the year. Now they're going to be out the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Like you said, that was the Tim Duncan era. Like you say, it's talent. Coaching, don't get me mad. There are coaches that are better than others, but the disparity in star power is the difference in winning championships. Because when you got an elite of the elite and you got a guy that's okay, you know, he's, he's, a, he's just an all-star, he's not a, you know, transcendent MVP player, that's a bigger difference than coaching. Yeah, you ain't winning no chip. Like, if you look at all the teams over the past 30 years, every team has either a Hall of Famer and a couple All-Stars or a Hall of Famer and two All-Stars. The only team that doesn't fit that bill is that Detroit Pistons team that won that chip, and many people will say because Kobe and Shaq were fighting at the time. But that's the only thing that doesn't fit that bill. They had four freaking All-Stars that year. Yeah, but they yeah. had nobody you would consider an MVP-level player. Like, if you look, besides that year, uh, every team had a MVP-caliber player, you know? Like, those fishing yep. guys, none of those guys were MVP-caliber, you know? And, the, you know, back to the whole Draymond thing, you made a good point because when those guys went down, he didn't step up his game or they never gave him that opportunity to become, like, a number one guy, and he, and he took it and he ran with it. But Kawhi... When they gave him the opportunity, he showed, I'm not just this guy. I can take my game to the next level. Draymond actually got weaker. Like, you know, like Mark said, you, you, you average a triple single. where Draymond's the number one option. Like, you can't create an offense that Draymond's number one option. He's not good enough. You know, he's good at what he does, but you can't make him the number one option. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm saying he can't, he can't sit at the table because he ain't got a ring. I'm like, bro, that dude's an MVP. A former MVP, you know, multi-time All-Star, one of the top five power forwards of all time. I was like, "Damn, Dre, I guess, I, I guess you better than him because you got a ring." Whatever. Big man ever. This dude was six six, giving everybody hell. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe Draymond, not even. Yeah. Draymond out of his fucking mind. I don't know. You know that we might as well say Robert Ory's all time great. Always keep <laughs> Robert Ory in mind, man. Every time we get into this fucking uh, ring talk. I just be like Robert Ory right. got seven rings. So, but JP, uh, it wasn't that he said it wasn't that he said he had a ring over Barkley. What 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 really was crazy was he said Barkley can't sit at the table with him. He's right, like dude, no, it's the other way around. You can't sit at that table. You and Robert Ory can sit at the table and be two of the best role players that ever exist in basketball. And I give him Draymond that all day. Yeah, yep, certainly, certainly, certainly. Well, man, shit, it's late. Look, fellas, man, I appreciate y'all, dog. Um, I'm going to go on record, man. I'm, I'm, look, let me just be frank. I'll be honest with y'all. I, I'm not confident enough, and I'm an absolute Laker fan. Look, I was six years old. My first basketball memory is Magic hitting that baby hook. I was sitting in the living room with Pops. And before that, I used to always demand that Disney Channel be played. I was like, put on Disney Channel. I remember, like, every time we walked through the door, me and my mom, I was the only kid at the time. And um, But somewhere in that conversion, my auntie had bought me my first TV because my dad wouldn't let me watch TV because all he wanted to play was Laker games. And legend be told in my family is that by the time my auntie bought me that Slovenia TV, I had converted and become a Laker fan, and I didn't need a TV anymore because me and my pop could now watch the same TV. And um, 
Magic, Magic did that hesitation. I never forget it, dog. This is my first NBA memory. I was born in my birthday's uh, Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, um, December 31st, 1981. I believe the shot was in 87. Um, hesitation, go, uh, baby hook, bout from the free throw line roundabout. That's my first basketball memory. And um, I've been a Laker fan, um, you know, nonstop ever since, hardcore, have, have lived in Los Angeles County my entire life. And, uh, man, if if LeBron, all he needs to give us is one. And I believe if he could give Los Angeles this one, we got a real talk for who's the all-time great. That'll be three franchises yeah. in 17 years. Old Michael Jordan, old MJ will be up for debate. You see now, ain't nobody, Mayweather didn't come close to Muhammad Ali in boxing as far as the, who, who we consider the GOAT. He not even in the same stratosphere in that conversation. But in basketball, if LeBron James can bring a, it can bring a chip to Los Angeles, I believe we got a real conversation to replace hey, Michael man. Jordan. Dude, with, with the passing of Kobe, he wins the championship, and the Lakers get to celebrate with that memory going this year. That's going to hold people in a different way. Like, that chip is going to be so special to Laker fans. And shout-out to Laker fans who were talking about they didn't want LeBron to come during that summer. I remember some silly people saying oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Shout-out to those. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, dude, that's, that'll be something special. And I hate to throw, dude, I got to say, Floyd ain't even top – I would say he ain't even top 20. He's an all-time no. great, but he ain't even top 20 in boxing. He fought in the weakest, one of the weakest eras of that division, and he cleaned it out, no question. But he just ain't got the pelts on the wall to really say he's that guy like that. Man, he didn't clean out that division when Hagler and all those – Sugar Ray and all those dudes was there. He cleaned out an empty division when boxing was – and a talent low, so it's a weak era, but he dominated. He's top twenty-five. Yeah, plus fifteen. Those yeah. guys, I I just think that it's it's unfair when you compare the the guys that were fighting fifteen rounds and fought over a hundred professional fights, and then you start comparing guys that fought twelve round fights and they fought forty fights. You know, you, to me, if you want to say Floyd is like the best of this twelve round guys and stuff like that, maybe you know top five in that or whatever. But when you start comparing them to those guys, the guys that fought 150 professional fights and were fighting 15 rounders and were fighting all the same 10, 10, Yeah, like, nah, like that's, uh, you know, and I've never been one of those types that thought, you know, I think skill wise, he's, he, you know, he's up there with, with anybody. But, you know, when it comes to like what you did, what you what you actually accomplished. Yeah, with, with, with Michael and uh, LeBron, I feel like, you know. I feel like, you know, uh, LeBron is already up there, you know. Is he number one to me? No, but I feel like there's a clear three guys. And I feel like LeBron has a chance to keep, you know, adding more to it uh, as far as, you know, where he wants to be at in those three guys. But to me, the three guys of all time are Michael, Kareem, and LeBron because of their just accomplishment. You just look at their their, their – not in that necessarily that order. But I think it's those three guys and everybody else because Kareem is underrated, and the reason why Kareem's underrated is because, you know, he was a converted Muslim. 
and he and stood up for a lot of social issues. So, bro. yeah, and so a lot of, you know, he used to stand up for a lot of social issues, so he wasn't great with the media. And your relationship, please believe, your relationships with the media will either help you or hinder you as far as how you viewed historically moving forward, you know? But when you look at – and if you look at, if you look at his overall accomplishments, the – the, you know, the six MVP, all-time leading scorers, six MVPs, six champions, you know, all that stuff. Kareem's resume is as good as anybody. So people don't put him yeah. up there because, like I said, of the reasons why. But it's, it's, it's up there as, as much as anybody. But LeBron and Michael are the other two, and you could, you know, as, as far as how you want to order it, that's up to you. But I feel like there's, there's just clear three guys that are the three best players of all time, you know, yeah, and then everybody else after that. Russell don't get enough credit in that conversation. And that's why it's hard to narrow it down. And the best conversation yeah. is you just have one table and who can sit at that table. Then you talk to Will, Russell, LeBron, Mike, Magic. Draymond you know Green. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. He can't even come on the floor. He don't come on the floor. He can't even come on that floor, let alone get at the table. But yeah, that's why it's crazy so yeah. But, but he yeah. raised Green. Yeah. This chip, dude, this is going to be some Laker mania like he never it's going oh, to create at least two generations more of Laker fans. But what if Kawhi wins? I mean, JP said he's not an all-time great. If he wins, that'll be three teams for Kawhi. So, is he an all-time great if yeah. he wins? No, he wasn't JP? a man on the first team. He wasn't a man on the first team. He did not win the chip being the man over there. Okay. Sorry. Well, that'll be – okay. That'll be two different teams then. So, does that make you an all-time great if you win a championship with two different teams two years in a row? Oh yeah, oh, that, that that's unprecedented. That's unprecedented. Oh, yeah. Now, one thing that's unprecedented is LeBron about to get this MVP in 17th season. Uh, LeBron pretty much this weekend uh, went around. I disagree. Around. He shouldn't be the MVP, but oh, know, he definitely. I think it's Giannis. This weekend, he went around and slapped up Giannis and slapped Kawhi up. Told y'all, told y'all, you want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? <laughs> Who else wants some of the Well, Rick, get up! Yeah, man. Milwaukee got a better record. Milwaukee got a better record. AD is better than, way better than anybody on Milwaukee. Uh, you know, way better than Middleton, way better than anybody. Like, he, he's got, he, they might win 70 games or, you know, 67, something like that. They're going to have the best record in the league. He's, he's, he's got better stats. I mean, to me, it's Giannis clear. You know, if you want to – this is where I say the media. The media might drum up enough of a, uh, of a you know, drumbeat to make it for LeBron, but I don't see how you can give it to LeBron, bro. To be honest, I don't see it. You know, and, but and hey, honestly, he gets it, he And gets honestly, it. how the media acts, they typically vote for the guy who hasn't won it as many times. And if you look at the Kobe years, you look at the late Mike years when they start giving it to Chuck and Carl Malone – like, this is typically what they do to that guy. They give it to the next guy who they think is going to have the torch. So I think Giannis is going to get it. But if you put, if you want them in a series, who you put your money on? Giannis or Brian? You know what I mean? Oh, because uh, the Lakers the Lakers got a better team. Yeah, I'll, probably, I'll take LeBron too because he got more experience. But I'm just saying, if you're talking regular season, Giannis is playing better on a consistent yeah. basis with less. He don't got no Dude, AD. Middleton. He playing in the Middleton East first is, of all. He playing in the East and he got beat up and it showed. 
Friday night because he was tired, because LeBron had too much in the wallet for him. And LeBron, it's just a state, the, the stamp, the statement this weekend was so monumental, man. He said, okay, I, I, I've been roping a dope. I've been roping these dopes all season long, but let them let, I'm finna let them see me now. I'm gonna let y'all see me. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's get it in. You know what I mean? He went and, and he went and really just showed them cats like, um, you know, you ain't got enough husk on your back. Ain't enough taco meat on your chest. Um, you know, you just, your shoulders ain't big enough for me quite yet. And he went around and he slapped, he showed what, what Thanos do. And he showed them niggas as Captain America and Thor. And he went around and he slapped them niggas. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the D-Ball? Who else? Rick, get up! Get up. JP, he's averaging basically 30, 14, and 6. 30, 14, and 6, man? That's basically what he's averaging. In in 30 minutes, basically. There have been some games where that dude got there 30 and 20 minutes and sat down if you go look up that Knicks game. So, I mean, he's been dominant all season. Like, dude, I got no problem with him getting the trophy. Like, he's been dedicated and dominated trying to do it. But if you go David Robinson winning that MVP, that don't save you when the series comes and you got to face that guy. Dream was waiting on him. Oh, yeah. Lakers, you I'll take Lakers trophy. all day, That's man. Nice. All day over them, man. And I'll take LeBron over Giannis in the series, too. I Do I think who, – who do I take? Who would I bet on? Of course. But I'm saying we're talking regular season here and all that. I think Giannis deserves it. You know, I think early in the season you had Harden, Luka, Giannis, LeBron kind of all standing out. Um, Harden kind of tailed off with, you know, he he started – Westbrook started kind of, you know, taking over – and he just started not playing that well. Luca got hurt. And then LeBron and Giannis kind of, you know, been steady. So it's it's a clear two guys. Like anybody else should not be really questioned but or put up in that discussion. But I just feel like, you know, Giannis ain't got no AD, man. AD's a top five player in the league, man. You know? Like, I mean, it's – Yeah, but, you, but Giannis, you know what else too, man? This show that veteran thing of managing your body for a season. So, Giannis, you can go out there and wear yourself out to win the MVP. LeBron has been mm-hmm. measured, making sure his minutes are straight, what, mm-hmm. maintaining his body. What did we see with James Harden? Beginning of the season, he's lighting everybody on fire, playing 38 minutes a game, scoring 30-plus. Now look at him, worn down, legs look like they're a little bit gone. Look at kind of lean on Westbrook. Look at Luka. The usage rate was ridiculous. People were putting Luka in the MVP race when he ain't nowhere near Stop. ready for that. He's a young killer. But they ran him into the ground. Usage rate. Nah, he just twisted his ankle, man. You know that happens. No, no, no. Twist your ankle multiple times. Hold, hold on. He was lucky he twisted his ankle because the amount of usage that they were using with Luca, it was like Harden, and you would have seen Luca decline in the same way. That ankle injury actually allowed his body to rest. The rest of his body rest for a while. That was actually helpful for Luca, and we'll see. We'll see that going into the playoffs. But dude. You cannot run people into the ground like you used to back in the day, man. Unless you, you got vibranium in your body. Then you got Unless the ball you got vibranium like LeBron. See, LeBron from JP, JP thinks Porzingis uh, is better Jordan. than Luka. You know? Look, I was going to tell him Luka was holding it down for the uh, Dallas the whole, first part of the season because Porzingis was too up and down. Now Porzingis is starting to play to the level JP was talking about. But you were right. They were – 
they were putting a lot on Luca early on because Porzingis was too up and down. You know? Yeah, but, but they didn't have to play that way. That's what I'm saying. Like, Houston doesn't have to play that way either. And when you do that, man, you're going to pay sooner or later, dude. Like, it's too much usage. And Luca, he's he's what, two years removed from that knee injury? So, I mean, he's getting his legs back under him. So, I mean, uh, Porzingis, so he's looking like he used to look. And, look, Luca's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, his, his oh, he's no. similar to Hall of I'm, I'm JP, hey, JP doesn't think Luke is good. No, I think he's good. I just don't think he has the longevity. I don't just hold tight. Just hold tight. I'm going to tell you why. It's similar to James Harden. He moves at his own rhythm. Like his heartbeat is different or something. Like he's not Harden. He's, he's not Harden. Just hold on. Just let me explain. He's going to be difficult to guard for his whole career just because of the way he moves, the speed adjustment that he does. I got to stop you, big homie. Big Big dog, I got, there's a distinct difference. James Harden can break you down one-on-one and Luka Doncic cannot. Luka Doncic is six foot eight. That's the difference. Luka Doncic is not breaking nobody off the dribble. Everything he is off the Did you see him spin James Harden the other day? Yeah, did you see what he did the holiday? James Harden is James bringing Holiday's cats day. off the dribble all day long. This so dude is running off the high screen all day at 20 years old. Even if he don't get the screen, he's hard to stay in front of. But, but look, this is the thing with them too. Both of those guys, they both beg for calls. They both lean in, fall, and, and throw their arms up all the damn time so they're hard to officiate. we got to see what Luca's about in the playoffs. We ain't seen that yet. We know what Harden's reputation is in the playoffs. Soft. So we can – you see what I'm saying? we got to see what he's about in the playoffs, man. For now, though, he's a phenomenal talent. He's really good. But a lot of his numbers are manufactured because they use him so much. Like, he's got the ball like 70% of the game, bro. Like, it's crazy. So they don't got nobody else to give it to that can create, man. That's the thing. Come on, man. None of the, nobody, I think they nobody on that team. No, Porzingis not. They don't have anybody. Dallas tried to sign Kemba over the summer because they wanted to have two ball handlers, but Kemba went to Boston. You know what I mean? The reason why is, like, nobody on that team is, like uh, – like comfortable enough to create for others. So Luca got to do that, but they want to get another guy to, you know, help him out. But dude, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but these are still NBA players. You can run an offense where more people touch the ball and you don't use Luca as much as they do. The same as Houston. Houston can do the same thing. They choose not to. They choose to run it. Well, they got Westbrook. They have no excuse. Like, you know, that's what, so they don't, like, well, my thing is Dallas doesn't they have a Westbrook. That's all I'm saying. You see, my thing with hey, Doncic is, is that you usually don't get quicker. And the, the downfall for Doncic, in my estimation, is that he cannot beat any. For one, he can't guard anybody. Um, you're going to need to guard someone. Um, and secondly, he can't beat anyone off the dribble. And that's a distinct difference between him and Harden. Harden, if you, you guard him one on one, you're dead one on one. Um, he Doncic gets by guys, is, man. Not as much. I mean, I, I think he's old, man. You watch he's, him more. He's not, not going to get more athletic. And a perimeter white guy is something we just don't see. Not saying it can't happen, but to be on the perimeter, to play on the perimeter offensively, it's happening it's, right now, and you're not seeing it. That's what I see it right now, he but we're that, talking bro. about all-time great status, right? That means he needs longevity, and I question. 
that he can have. I question that he'll be here in seven years. That's my question. I feel, I feel he'll be like this. He's, he's going to get LeBron-type whistles as he gets older because he's going to be that decorated oh, player. Oh, he's yeah. going to be hard to guard like Harden is because, like I told, talked about, his change in speed and his rhythm, like he's a weird dude off the dribble, man. And yeah, uh, hard to guard. But he's only 20. He's only 20. All that, all that crafty thing, all that crafty shit, I want to see that out, out of you when you're 32. I don't want to see that out of you when you're 20. And, and, you know, I just don't believe that you get quicker. Um, either when you're 20, you should be a dynamo. Um, you shouldn't need you, – you should be on the perimeter. You need to be able to get by guys. I, I think that he needs too much assistance right now at 20 years old. I don't think he's going to get quicker. I think he's actually going to deteriorate. And that's my question, but we'll see. Well, he hasn't Time even hit his physical prime yet. You know what I mean? If they keep using the way they are, he's going to deteriorate because of that. But put it like this. If, if you put Devin Booker in that offense, you took Luka out, and you gave Devin Booker the ball like they give Luka, Devin Booker I'll could put up it. those numbers. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Oh, Luka is way better than Devin Booker. Way better. Because he can create for I, others. He I don't believe that. He can do everything Devin. Luka's a way better passer, way better basketball IQ. But I'm talking about in forms of talent and numbers. If you gave Devin Booker that kind of usage, he would put up similar numbers. But Luke is playing with way better talent. Like people keep Devin saying, Booker like Dallas has a seventy-point game. Tim Hard, Tim Hardaway, and those guys that he has on the perimeter are not bad. Having Seth Curry as a shooter when you're you're a spot-up guy, having yeah, push shooters, no doubt. Big out, so the middle is open. Like all of that contributes. Yeah. to you know what he does. So I'm just saying those guys aren't good at creating off the dribble. That's what I'm saying. They're shooter. They can shoot, though, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, true. I hear you. Yeah, I just yeah. questioned the man. Luke, Luke is going to be man. controversial, dude. It's going to get to Larry Bird type conversations in barbershops where people going to be having. And, and, and Larry Bird, Larry Bird was a, a, a his his career was short to, by all estimations. No, you know, he heard his back. He heard his back. Uh, exactly. in his backyard on some stuff. Yeah. Exactly. No, that, that's really what happened. I know, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, they, uh, you know, hey. Uh, I don't know. I, I could. This is slightly tongue in cheek. What I'm gonna say, but uh, white bread ages way faster faster than wheat bread. No man, and, come on. <laughs> it's not a reason we don't see white perimeter players, man. Because there's a if he was six three, six four, six two, I would agree with you. The fact that he's six seven, six eight, and he's two hundred and thirty pounds, he's yeah. he, and he knows how to he's post up guys. To he knows game. He needs to convert his game because he's going to find himself being an in-betweener somewhere where he can't get – right now, right now, LeBron – I've seen LeBron lock him down to the point I almost felt sorry for the kid. Okay, so he can't get by nobody. He's not But I've also seen him put up 30 anymore. points against the Lakers. I've also seen him put yeah, up 30. Yeah, he's going to shoot his free throws and hit some open step-back threes and hit a couple runners. He's going to get it, but he cannot get – by nobody at 20 years old. That's a problem. Man. More of him, big dog. He, yeah, he gets by right. guys, man. I don't. All right. You gotta watch him more, right. man. I, I, I've watched the games and I've watched LeBron shut him down bad. And every time I see him versus the 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 the, the, the top guys, they make him turn red and they shut him down bad. And that's a fact. See, the the the, the, pro, the problem with Luca is the hype machine is already kicked up in the overdrive. <laughs> 
and that's making some people push back on them because the hype machine is so big for them right now. And you can expect that with Mark Cuban and the NBA wanting a star that looks like that, like a global star, of course they're going to push them. So the, the hype machine is causing some backlash. And I get it. Didn't cause no backlash for Dirk. Didn't cause no backlash for exactly. Dirk. He was giving niggas work. It was. Dirk was giving niggas work. And in Dirk's, and and in Dirk's early years, when he was getting put out of the playoffs every year, it was deserved. The backlash that came for Dirk, he deserved it. He was getting shut down and put out. So we we gonna see what Luka do in the playoffs, man. But Dirk was a post player, man. I'm just saying perimeter. Y'all 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 on me. But y'all asking for somebody to do something unprecedented. This is a white perimeter player, guys. And I'm not trying to make this racial, but that's just weakness, just unprecedented. Yeah, but that, right? that is what you're doing, though, bro. The game became more global. You start drafting people from all over the world. This was going to happen. Like, it was only a, a sure. you know what I mean? Think sure. About and you're not saying he's the one. Hey, he's I, the one, I don't right? think it's a coincidence that the last time a guy around his height, around his skill set was Larry, which is, that was this good coming into the league was Larry. Like I said, it's not going to happen regularly. To me, I think Luka was just a guy like, you know, the next guy like Luka is going to be another 30 years from now. Like, I think Luka was just blessed. Like, he was, you know, it's like, it's not, don't get, don't get it twisted. Guys like him ain't going to be coming around out the draft regularly. It's going to be every 30 years, but hey, we'll see. We'll, we'll see in the playoffs. I know that, I know Dallas is not going to, you know, get to the finals or the conference finals more than likely unless there's injuries, but we'll see how he plays. If he, if he shows you JP that he's playing, cause we know playoff intensity and all that and scheming, they're going to scheme for him. If Luca comes out and plays well, will you finally say, will you give him the seal of approval? Uh, so here's the thing. I want you guys to understand this. I think he's fantastic right now. So is he going to give everybody 30? Yes. My question, so my argument is it now? Is he dope now? Yes. Right now, yes. Maybe next year, yes. Year after that, maybe, probably, yes. My question for us to talk about Larry Bird in that conversation, we're talking all-time great. You need tenure. Tenure is one of the prerequisites of being a all-time great. Okay? And my question about Luka Doncic is will his health rely him to have the tenure to be an all-time great. And that's what I have extreme skepticism about. Tenure, his ability to last. If they keep running into the ground, we could see an injury play career late late in his career. Because what they're doing to him right now, it's not smart. It's really not. I I understand. The same ankle twice already, so that's not a good start, you know? That's my thing, guys. That kind of usage, man, that's what happens. Like I said, y'all watch Harden every year. Y'all watch this every year. Time of the year, Harden starts to slow down. Why? Because you can't do that every night, all season. And then the playoffs come, and you ain't got legs. And then we get the scheme for you for seven games straight. Then that's a huge difference. It's like you're not blowing into town for one night. I get the scheme for you, James Harden, for seven games. And your game ain't that difficult to figure out. You know, James Harden, my, my my kudo to James Harden is that James Harden is an all-time great as far as analytics are concerned. He's the greatest player to ever exist when you weigh in analytics. He's that the is, greatest player shoot. to ever manipulate the game of basketball. 
That's what it is. That's analytics, right? And so that shooting damn near 90% from the free throw line, 40% from threes, and getting layups. That's all. James Harden does not do, do what Kawhi does and shoot all these fall away hard ass two pointers like Kobe was doing. James Harden is either getting you a runner, a layup, or a three, or he's shooting a free throw. And he's doing all that shit at a super high efficient rate. That's what makes James James Harden an all time great as far as analytics are concerned. But when it comes to down to that game, James Harden comes down. If he doesn't go with the ball, he passes it, and then he doesn't get involved in the offense anymore. James Harden doesn't now, play. There's a difference between putting up numbers and making winning plays. He doesn't exactly. make winning plays. And that dive you seen LeBron do tonight. Remember that dive today. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's championship shit. James Harden don't uh, do that. Remember Cam Newton didn't die for that ball. That's what separates the difference between these guys. But, but I think Harden, Luka does make winning plays. I think he does make winning plays, and I think he's he does. more. He, he does. He's he's. There's some similarities to Harden, but Harden ain't out there with the vision and the passing that Luka has, and Harden ain't out there getting 17 rebounds against the Pelicans like Luka does. Luka will I mean, rebound. He got a long he, way to go to be Harden. He got a long way to go to be Harden. Now James Harden's embarking on what his third or fourth scoring title coming up here. Yeah. And, and, uh, aside from that, took took an assist title too. So James Harden's a fucking monster. You know oh, he's gonna get ninety percent from the free throw line. He's gonna lead the league in free throws made and three pointers made. Fuck around, lead the league in assists per game and scoring average. So we not talking well, when I, about I, what I, my point is when Harden plays, it seems like Harden has a goal of like I want to get a certain amount of points every game. And whatever happens, happens. When I watch Luca, I watch Luca thinking, seems like Luca does what needs to be done to try to win a game. Like he'll get you the 10 assists, the 20 something, 25 plus points. He'll get 10 plus rebounds. He's just all around player. Like all around player, he makes winning plays. With Harden, I just think Harden is, he's just a great talent, great player. So he might just win a game off his just straight scoring ability. But I don't necessarily feel like, like I don't feel like when I watch Harden, I don't feel like as a teammate it's fun playing with him. When I watch when no, I when I watch well, Luca, it does seem like his teammates like playing with him. Yeah. You know what though? You know what though? It, it's a great comparison to Kyrie. James Harden and Kyrie, two basketball geniuses who grew up doing all uh, with basketball families who grew up doing all those drills and becoming individually really, really skilled. But as far as team concept, how to run a team, time and score, everything like all those things that they should be good at. They're just not, and that's just Harden and, and Kyrie. Those, those are just two things about them. But you still want to see what they can do, just because they're so damn talented. You know what I mean? They're so damn good. Luca plays it a different way, but like I said, we're still looking at a lot of manufactured offense too, because they run everything through. And if you do that for most All Stars in the league, you'll see similar numbers. So that's the part where it's like, okay, how much of this is real, and how much of this is inflated? Same thing with Harden. A lot of inflated numbers just because of how much you, you know, how much you, if Steph's not seven percent hard, you know what Steph's numbers would be like. There's a lot of guys that you gave them that kind of usage, their shit would look crazy too. KD, never KD shoot that much. Oh, I agree 100%. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you on that, no, no doubt. I, I'm just talking more of the team aspect, like, like I said, like who I think, like, 
like I said, who I think, if I was a player, who would I rather play with? Like I said, it doesn't, when I watch Harden play, it doesn't seem like it's fun playing with James Harden, you know? And with Luka, Luka, with Luka, it just seemed like, you know, it's more fun to play with a guy like that, man. Seems like he initiates you in the offense more. Where with Harden, yeah. he's kind of on, on an island. Look here, man. We go wrap it up, man. Um, I'm going to say this. LeBron has the uncanny ability. Um, only thing I can like it, liken it to in recent, uh, recent memory is like Barack Obama, to be honest with you. Uh, Barack Obama, at least in my estimation, uh, made, made, made me feel good. Uh, made me feel like, you know, even the lowest man was somebody. And um, that's what LeBron do on a, on a team. That 12th man, that dude in the suit, the DeMarcus Cousins of them all, who never touching the floor, um, he got a handshake with him that's just theirs. They got their own one. And that's what LeBron does, man. And um, this team... I've seen them just come and come and come and come and get better and better and better and better and better and better and buy in more and buy in more. And Kawhi Leonard ain't that guy. Neither is Paul George. And those are your leaders of the team. Them dudes going to go out and play good basketball. They ain't going to rally no troops. They ain't I don't know if Pat Bev ain't the leader out there. And Pat Bev is just neurotic. You know, he ain't he ain't your leader. He might be the gunner. He might got that ratchet on him or something. But he ain't. And he might leader. not be in that closing lineup when 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 it comes you know winning time. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's the problem. It's hard to it's hard to have your leader not be out there. You know, because when you look at their lineups, they got they got Harold, they got Harold, PG, Morris, um, Kawhi, Lou, Bev. Some you can't play six guys at the end of the game. Somebody's going to get squeezed out. And if Bev is your leader, I mean, it's hard to leave from the from the bench, man, you know? If he's shooting 40% from three, it's going to be hard to keep on the floor in those situations. And, and let, let's take most real niggas didn't watch, you know, a lot of, you know, I don't have a lot of time to watch movies, man. But um, a movie that most real niggas resonate with is 300. You know why? Because Leonidas. Leonidas was a real nigga. Didn't get too up, didn't get down. He wasn't he wasn't the dopest fighter. It's just it was that that was the leader. And and LeBron got that Leonidas factor. And in this week of March eighth, this weekend ending of March eighth, LeBron went about slapped up the Avengers of the world in the NBA and let them know. And Kuzma a caption that's gonna be forever Capturing in time Kuzma put that crown on his head today We've all seen it, I'm sure y'all seen it by now And he, and that was Rightfully so man Because the statement was made And this season began With LeBron saying hashtag Washed king They say I'm washed These niggas got me in a pocket I'm afraid of Kawhi I'm scared of him Oh Giannis, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified Of him and LeBron came out and told y'all, told y'all, y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the D-Ball? Who else? Break it up! Yeah. yeah.
put some goddamn respect on LeBron's name before we get out here. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Go on and say what you got to say. Yeah, hey, this oh, is good, man. Oh, my bad, dude. Go ahead. Oh, um, did, did, no, I was just going to say, man, good talking to you all about this, man. Um, we need to do this again before the playoffs get started, bro, um, when the matchups get set. And, uh, you know, talk about uh, what, what we think is going to happen. I think in the West, it's you know, besides the 1-8, I think a lot of those matchups can kind of go either way, you know, depending on what happens. So I think we should come back on before the playoffs start and uh, chop it up again. Ain't no question. Notch, what you got to say, bro? <laughs> man, this is a good-ass conversation, man. I'm going to end up looking up that top 50 and seeing who I'm pulling <laughs> off that thing. Just cause y'all There's got some terrible on motherfuckers on that shit. There's yeah, some terrible right. cats people that need to go. There's some people that need yeah. to go. But, yeah, y'all brought us some great points, man. Y'all got me excited for the playoffs now. And, and honestly – we're going to have to have that Mayweather conversation another time, too, man. Mayweather skates on a lot of stuff and showed us my homeboy, Iron Mike, who I love. Love Mike. But Mike fought in a bad era, too. So we got to grade him correctly, too. So we got to have that Jeez, conversation. That's a terrible conversation because you, man. Don't get me started on that Mike Tyson shit. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for staying up with your boy, man. We definitely going to get it in before the playoffs. Um, Probably the biggest game of the season tonight. A statement was made. Um, all is well in Laker Nation. The, the the proper axis of the world is back on its proper axis. Laker Nation, back to the basement, you clipper-ass niggas go. Um, Debo was in the house. Um, back to JV. And um, I'm going to end this show, y'all, man. I, I worked hard on this little intro and shit. And uh, this is my little intro, y'all, and, and we up out here. Heavy-handed issue. Thanking, thank you to the homies for staying up with the nigga and joining in, man. We out of here. Welcome to the Heavy-Handed Edition. I'm your host, Heavy-Handed Jay. I watched Kobe run, bro. Like this motherfucker would hit 13 threes. And this motherfucker Kobe is Steph Curry. This motherfucker is, is, uh, is Uga Duplo. I'm talking t- about with the ball head and the bob. Mm-hmm. That's a bad motherfucker, man. You talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. Back on demand, 100 grand, green eggs in hand. It's your man, Happy Handy Jay. Yeah. Do it again. Stay off. The weed. You can't stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of D-Ball? <laughs> you want my spot flash? Huh? Well, you ain't gonna get it. Because you ain't got it. Today we're gonna go over... Uh, how to solve the problem of you being heavy-handed. Uh, being heavy-handed is, is a big issue.